Welcome to Stage Crunchy and Milk. If you have questions or comments, we have multiple ways we can be reached. Twitter is, of course, the best way for those that need instant gratification. And the show's Twitter feed is at SkimPod, S-K-I-M-P-O-D. Stage Crunchy. For the more patient amongst you, the email address for the show is podcast at stagecrunchyandmilk.com. Crunchy again being spelled with a K. Crunchy. Hey, feel free to give us a call at 216-264-6311. That's 216 216- 264-6311. We're available by Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, anywhere. Fine podcasts are available. And of course, at the website, stagecrunchymilk.com. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share wherever possible, including on YouTube, where we can now be found at Stays Crunchy. And over on Twitch, we're still Stays Crunchy in Milk. Our personal Twitters are Tatum216, Lunchbox2099, The Real ODP. And I'm your host, the internet's Tay Rail 713. Stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy, stays crunchy. It truly is the most wonderful time of the year. You got basketball, baseball, hockey, football, all at once. You got Halloween going out, but going out with a bang, of course. You got Christmas sneaky snaking in. Just bit by bit, you know what I'm saying? Every time you go to shop, it's a little more holiday in there. And that is what's crackulating right now with the release of these bangers. It is Oreo limited edition snickerdoodle joints. When they announced these, I was like, I cannot wait to get these motherfuckers. And I said, if they are good, I'm going to buy more. So we're going to find out right now, are they good? Find yeah, out check out more or not. I, I'm gonna give you some. I'm gonna give you some quick a, 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 ASMR. Hold on. Yeah, that's me wrapping, unwrapping that package. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell everyone listening right now that the people who cook in my kitchen, oil gets all over the place because these were on top of my fridge. T just brought these over four days ago, and I just had to wipe a fine layer of oil off the top of the fucking Oreo packaging. A, a greasy mist. <laughs> Oh man, these smell like those Christmas brooms. You know what I'm talking about? No, but put me on. So, okay, so it's these uh, brooms um, that are made out of cinnamon sticks. Okay. Next time I go to uh, Trader Joe's, I'll bring you one just for reference. It's only 99 cents for the small one. And they smell just like it. I know one thing. They smell delightful. Also, uh, trust me, patrons, I will have pictures of all this for you. And uh, because you know how we get now, this a uh, clean package. Every, all your cookies look good. Like yeah, I have not, I have not opened up a package of Oreos this good in a while. Yeah, nothing's broken. Yeah, I got, I got some broken ones. Well, I got a broken one. Definitely can smell the cinnamon off the rip, though. Yeah, word up. All right. Long time listeners, you know how we get down. But if you're new here, which is quite possible, when we review Oreos, and we've been reviewing Oreos since like pretty much the third episode of the show, uh, we have a real technique here. We snatch them out, get a good look at them, make sure they're doing a the damn thing. I can tell you right now that this Oreo uh, looks pretty much uh, double stuff like almost all the limited edition ones do. That bad boy, extra thick. <clears throat> yeah, you can see the the... the- like the layers of cream, how they were put on like twice. Yeah, which I uh, I will always appreciate some uh, extra 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 midland. There's a clean break away from the cookie too. Like when I yeah. opened it, 
which is always a favorite thing for us to examine because, of course, like I said, one of our, our techniques is to separate the cookie from the cream and try those individual pieces. That's a very fragrant cookie. Like, I've never had one of these Oreo cookies come off that different than the rest of the batch, you know? It's usually just vanilla, but that got something going. Hmm. I'm always curious, uh, like, if there's, like, actually something's supposed to be going on. Okay, yeah, uh, so crunchy sugar crystals in the cream. Yeah, I was, about, I was just about to say, there's, there's supposed to be sugar crystals in this cream. Are you picking up on a texture in the cream? I haven't tried the cream yet, but I was looking at the cookie to mm -hmm. see if, like, the cookie was supposed to have something in it. And um, it does. There's, like, little colorations in it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, cookie's good. Cream's good. Together. Let's see if they do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, that's fine. Now, of course, I got to hit it with the milk. And I'm a long soaker. I let it try to get a little soft, in case y'all was wondering. Some people, you know, a couple of seconds in the milk. Like, nah, bro, put that in there. Let that hit. I just put mine in and it started to like break apart after like 10 seconds. <laughs> With all of that, well, here, I'll, 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 I'll let that let that cook before I say anything. Let me try this one more in the milk. The milk definitely neutralizes some of the sugar crystalline a little bit. I'm getting more like snap crackle on the <laughs> clean bite than I do with the milk bite. Like, you know, like when like sugar cane breaks. Mm. For my mesophonics out there who don't like chewing on the mic, I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry. But, you know, I understand your call. Oh, yeah, nah. I understand your plight. I'll put it to you like that. Oh, yeah. <sighs> well, I might as well go first. I am disappointed because they taste nothing like snickerdoodles. <laughs> they kind of hang in snickerdoodles neighborhood, but they don't really, they're not really bringing what snickerdoodle brings to the party. I agree to, to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Like, they do taste like a snickerdoodle, but yeah, like the more subdued version. Yeah. Then, I mean, to be fair, too, where you're blending something that's completely entirely its own yeah. with something that's completely entirely its own, it's not going to be 100%. But I mean, it's good. It's a tasty cookie. I will, I will, I will of course, give it that. Am I rushing out to buy more? No, I'll, I'll take what I have here in stock, and that'll be, <laughs> that'll be where I wrap that up at. I was hoping this would be a new cookie champ. Everything about that had me excited. But I love Christmas. Y'all know I'll get down, man. It's just like my time of year. And so this is the first real Christmas Oreo in some time where they came through and like, got some for y'all that's not fudge covered or white chocolate covered. Thank you. And uh, it's nice. Yeah, I have to wholeheartedly disagree. That, that cookie was so fucking sweet. And it tasted like a fucking candle, like with cinnamon. It was... Probably one of the worst Oreos I had in a long, long time. And oh. not wow. only that, like the cinnamon bun, I really, really enjoyed. Yeah. So, so, so you know they know how to work with cinnamon for you. Yes. And like the fact that it's snickerdoodle and it doesn't have the butteriness of a snickerdoodle. Like yeah. probably the the saltiness to kind of cut back on it. That see, I have to disagree with you there because all I'm getting in my mouth right now is butter. Mm. Like my mouth feels like I just licked a stick of butter. <laughs> like I'm trying to wash it out with milk while while we're going over this. It's like 
persistent. Yeah, you need a hot, you need a hot cup. That's exactly what I did, and it did help clear it out. Well, I, I, I did drink some tea. Uh, yeah, but I, I do have um, the sweetness. It, it, it was just overpowered. It, it gave. It was so sweet. It gave me the sour. Um, it popped the side of my um, your jowls. I saw. Yeah, I saw when you bit. You bit it. I was like, ooh, that hit my man the wrong way. I was expecting more cinnamon flavor. <laughs> oh, man. Whereas, where it's interesting that Anthony doesn't feel it has enough cinnamon, you think it's uh, lacking cinnamon. Yeah, I, I think it's way, way, way. Like I said, it's it's like watermelon candy. No, no, I like watermelon candy. Let me take that back. It's like cherry candy, like how cherry candy says, "Oh, so much cherry." It's <laughs> um, like off the waves. That's it was. Um, it was kind of, it kind of reminded me of the pumpkin spice one. I, I really didn't like it. See, no, so I actually despise the pumpkin spice one, and this this is nowhere near that. Uh, well, I despise the pumpkin spice one. And I was I just having a hard time wrong. finding the cinnamon because all I was getting was sugar crystal bites and that buttery feeling. I, I wasn't really getting cinnamon. Man, that was a, that was a good one right there. That bite I just took. <clears throat> to be fair, though. I have been sick for two weeks, so yeah. who knows what's right and what's wrong going through me right now. With your, with your neutrals. But I'm telling you right now, that cook, that one I just did, I just took one and soaked it, and that bad boy was, uh, that was doing something. Again, not enough to make me go buy more. Yeah, I don't think they're incredible by any stretch of the imagination. I just don't think they're, like, inedible, you know? Correct, correct, correct. Well, this time around, I figured I would uh, bring in some outside help. You, you recall, uh, Chaffee said, we are too tough on our reviews on these cookies. But guess what? We've been doing this since, like, episode three. So, trust me, we know what we're talking about. But I figured we get some some other voices in on this. So, I called in a couple of hitters. Uh, so, let me play you a couple of, uh, uh, of recordings, and uh, we'll see what other people have to say. One thing, though, about this, before you hit play, that always trips me out is like just setting them on a napkin before I like, they were only on this thing for like a minute while mm-hmm. I ate them and they leave behind the little fucking grease rings. Man, what are we eating and what are we doing with our lives? <laughs> we're trying to rarely eat cookies. That's what we do. We're like, we, we only do this from time to time at this point. We, we ate the, um, the two, uh, we only had 140 <laughs> calories. I ate four, so I had 280. Oh, okay. Twice as bad. Okay, I'm going to try this recording again. So I am trying as a snickerdoodle aficionado the snickerdoodle Oreos. All right. As I'm opening up the packaging. Is this what the world here? Smells a little more like gingerbread. (laughs) But if you let it air out a bit. Like when I first opened it, it smelled more gingerbread, but when you let it air out a bit, it has more of a butter cookie smell. Yeah, you can smell can't I smell more nutmeg than cinnamon. Mmm. I hate nutmeg. And um the crystals on some of these cookies are small and you don't really taste them. They're the pinky little cookie crystals. So to try, you can try the cream. Mm-hmm. I literally just licked the whole cream off. <laughs> mm. Let's see. No. No, it just tastes like cream. The cookie itself does not taste like um, a snickerdoodle at all. I'm going to try it in milk. It doesn't taste like anything. 
I taste the nutmeg. I don't taste the cinnamon. I don't taste the sugar. As a fucking snickerdoodle cookie, I'm very disappointed in Oreo not being able to replicate a goddamn snickerdoodle cookie. Um, as a snickerdoodle aficionado, this makes me beyond angry. <laughs> like, beyond angry. Well, I'm going to Horatio Oreo's house, and I'm going to punch him in the face, and I'm going to kick his wife in the stomach. Oh, man. That's, that's how angry I am. You can, that's how you can tell that's game, sister. These are not <laughs> They have no right to call themselves that. Okay, I'm oh, going to oh, try oh, this recording. Oh, oh, oh. There we go. So, so that, that, was, uh, that was the Silver Coke key calling in. And uh, with a rage for review is what I described that particular one. But my man Fowler came through, also hit us up with some love. So let's let's play what uh, my man Mike Fowler of the Cousin Cecil Show had to say about these here Oreos. Hey, what's up? It's Mike. I uh, I saw the message on Instagram. I'm answering the call. Mm-hmm. I, I also grabbed the Snickerdoodle Oreos. I wanted it to be end to the review. Just obviously, this is take a little bit easier for me because of just how work is. It's getting around that season, getting around that uh, what sex and all the mailing companies call peak. But enough of that. Let's get into these uh, Snickerdoodle Oreos. And I won't lie, if someone told me what the flavor Snickerdoodle was, I did. I don't know what it is, but I'll read what this one is. Similar flavor cream, artificially flavored, blah blah blah, with crunchy sugar crystals is the. And it's also on the their blonde cookie, which looks like it has red and green sprinkles. So let's open it. I'm also reading T's uh, instructions of what you want. Right, first open. <laughs> okay. The more first thing I was more surprised of is uh, they are, for me, maybe it's because I get the, the bigger size Oreos. They go... Uh, I guess when you look at it from the, the side, it's more horizontal rows, but I don't know They look good. They smell, they smell really good for a, uh, a different type of not Oreo that has like that, you have the burst of like a very Christmassy smell. Definitely smell like the, I do smell a hint of cinnamon. I am nervous on trying the cinnamon by itself because of, uh, I'm like this could either go, this could either go good or big red like cinnamon. Mm-hmm. But presentation of the cookies, they look good. Some of them, I'm also I appreciate that uh, they look a little, uh, I guess loose of a sandwich wise. So that means in my eyes, I'm like, oh, they put some good. Cr- they have actually quite a bit of cream for a regular size Oreo. So I like that, and I. Uh, let me set the tray down. Let me also double check all these goddamn notes. Smell. Look at the package. Yep. Taste all together. Okay. So I got one. And they do smell good. And I guess also for presentation-wise, the cookie itself doesn't – I mean, it does have some red and green on it, but it's not as distinct as the, as the picture on the, the top. But all right, here's the first bite with nothing. Oh, okay. Good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Okay, it is definitely also uh, for in a a bite by itself, like just the just the cookie bite. Oh, I ate the whole. Okay, I'll continue. So the whole cookie bite is really good. I really like. I do like the snickerdoodle flavor. I don't have a, obviously a reference of a like a snickerdoodle from like a mom's house or something, but I do like this taste. 
I'm just gonna eat just the like the base of the biscuit part, like the actual cookie part. Okay. It is uh is good. It's just their typical blonde Oreo. And uh I do taste a little difference of like um it tastes more uh in my eyes, I think like it has like a Maybe like a honey, like a it tastes like a like a, a golden grain in my in my head, just that compared to like a uh oh not uh oh the like the blonde regular Oreos. And here's just the cream. The cream is really good. It's not it's not too heavy in the cinnamon, like I said, like about big wedge style. It's a nice nice good uh cinnamon. And also it has like um sugary cluster, so it's kinda like a to me as a it tastes kinda like a and also the cream is uh actually has some nice like uh creaminess still in my batch so like it tastes to me like a dunkaroo cream mm -hmm. and i like that with a little bit of cinnamon so it's a, it's already good all right we're gonna do the dunk now i do i do uh i submerge it i don't do like one two three dunk i let it count i do like one potato two potato three potatoes so all right. all right here's the bite with milk oh this shit good uh I I don't think it hinders anything. It does well. I, I correct that. It does hinder a little bit of the. There's some good flavor in this cookie by itself, but the milk does help in the sense of a nice soft like a typical Oreo. I do like it. And uh, yeah, if I had to, if I had to rate it, I'd say pick it. I'd at least say I'd recommend them. And I think for a flavor one, because my favorite non-regular Oreo flavor is their uh, that caramel coconut one. Hmm. I think this one's a really high one. I'd like. Uh, I would probably recommend it on Christmas too. I would also say this is a good, in my opinion, like a good eight out of ten cookie. And on that note, thank you guys. <laughs> I was here for let me do this with you in in sense and spirit, and hopefully. Uh, I can uh, jump on to the regular show whenever it's not too crazy at work. All right. You guys have a good day. Peace. Well, thank you, Fowler, man. Very, very, you know, of course, I gave my man, you know, our general instruction set, but he really followed through with that. So I got to give it up to my man for that. Good job, Mike. I like, how we, I like how we described the cookies, kind of like how I did the first time I used it today. Like, hmm, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Testing, testing, one, two. Hello, everybody. It is good friend, the uh, real ODP, and his wife. Hello, hello. And I couldn't make it to the episode, but I did buy the Snickerdoodle Oreos, so I figured why let them go to waste. Me and the missus will try them and let you know what we think. So they are Snickerdoodle Oreo. Let's look at the package first. This, I first of all, I submitted this on a um on the contest where they were asking for oreo flavors and i said snickerdoodle i didn't say sprinkles on it i said sprinkles though on a sugar cookie oreo for cinnamon christmas flavor cream and crunchy sugar crystals can uh, i open it yeah open it and smell it what and then okay. you close back up again you hand it to me and i open it and i smell always it. forget you guys She's, have weird rules we have we have a protocol I let me see. hold the milk yeah this spill is it. this is getting we got milk so what we do, let me, I, this is what me and T have been doing. We, we try one straight, 
We, we dunk one. I broke and, one. Sorry. And then we deconstruct one and eat the cream and the cookies separate. Okay. So I, you can do what you want, but that's what I'm gonna do because that's my tradition. Okay. So um, here I have to close it back up now. Yes, I want to smell it. Sorry. Here. Okay. You seem like you're you're a little flustered by this. Well, one. I took a cookie out to look for these sugar crystals and then mm. I put okay. it back. Okay. Yeah, they're not. It smells like a homemade snickerdoodle. It does. That's pretty good. Oreo's not bad with its uh, flavors. Okay. So With take... the scents or with the flavors? Because I've had some bad Oreos. And I've had some bad Oreos, too. <sighs> I'm, not, I'm told I'm not allowed to mention a certain Oreo that I hated more than anything I've ever had. And here you are mentioning it. No, I'm, I, didn't name, I didn't name it. I didn't name it. Okay. So I how took... many do I have to take? I'll take one for, one for eating regular. This is my dunking one. I dunk it. A dunking. A dunk it. Okay. And one you take apart. So here I'm gonna hand you your milk. You can dunk yours with mine. Wait, are we dunking first? Well, let it soak a little bit before you. And while you eat your regular Oreo, it soaks in there. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So I just drop it in there. Yeah, drop it in there, and then start eating your regular Oreo. But I don't like to dunk my Oreo the whole way through. You don't? No, I only half dunk them, so like half of them's. Okay. Like creamy, mm. and the other half is. Okay. This so, is like a Christmas theme, by the way, or holiday theme. Excuse me. Let's well, let's be uh, let's be inclusive of everybody. Where are the sugar crystals? I don't see them really. Oh, oh no, they're in the cream. They're in the cream. They're in the cream. Okay, I feel like my cookies gonna fall apart out of this milk. Okay, I'm ready to get mine out. Here, take the milk. Someone's gonna have to drink this milk too. Okay. So I really like this, but I bet I'm going to like it more with milk. I didn't let it soak long enough. It's so crunchy. Mm. Okay. Mm. I'm not a big fan of Oreo in general. It's too it's dry. Last for me. That's milk's favorite cookie. All right. And I'm taking mine apart. It's having a cream. Mm. Mm. Oh, the, the sugar crystals do crunch. Wait, what happened? Did you eat your whole cookie already? The first one? Yeah. I'm fast. I'm a professional cookie tryer. You wow. gotta keep up. Did you already eat your milk one? Mm-hmm. I'm what? on my third one already. Where are you at? I just finished my first one. Okay. I thought we were going to talk about them in between. Well, try them all, and then we rate. Mm-hmm. And now I have to take it apart? Mm-hmm. You just have the cream, and then you have the cookie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Blah. I have thoughts on that too. I just don't like the cookie. It's like. Okay. It's like eating cardboard. So, yeah, the cookie. Alright. I guess I'll, I'll work backwards, I suppose. I don't usually do this, but you know, I usually don't, don't eat. Um, I usually try Oreos with the guys and not my wife. So, um, deconstructed. Don't do that. It's not great. The cookie needs the cream because it was not... The cookie's not good on its own. It doesn't have any taste. Yeah. At all. It was a... Look. What is it, like flour and water? I don't know. <sighs> I just drank some milk. You could But the tell. cream doesn't... Cream doesn't really have the cinnamon in it. 
it's one of those things that you just gotta, I guess you gotta have all together. Okay, so. They need to make this double stuffed, though. This is a good cookie. It's not, um, it's, it's got a decent amount of cream in it. Yeah, it does look like it's got more than the average Oreo. Yes. I like these. Alright, so I do like them, yes. Altogether, I like them, and I like them dipped in milk. Deconstruct is not the way to go, though. Can I have the milk? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah one. Wait, yeah. Well, my arm doesn't bend that way, baby. Oh, I'm sorry. We're laying next to each other in bed. There is a child in between us. She's fast asleep, though. Yeah, see, that's how you dip it. You hold on to a part, and then you have, like, a crunchy piece at the end. I think they have a tool for dipping. What? Yeah, they have a tool for dipping uh, Oreos. Oh, You don't believe me? I I will show it to you after this. In fact, I think I can record and look it up, too. You might hear some clicking, people. All right, so Oreo... Like Oreo makes the tool, or, like, Nabisco or whoever. It's Nabisco, right? Yeah, Oreo dipping tool. Mm-hmm, Yeah. It's one of it's like one of the it's like the fourth thing down. From what? Uh, the Oreo dipping tool I'm is an automatic. It. Yeah. There you go. See, compa- they got they got Oreo dipping tools. What do you what do you do? It is it just? What the hell? Wait, I don't understand. You put your Oreo in the hook part? I think so. This I'm gonna have stupid. another one of these. We're gonna save some for the children. We t- we promise them that they can have some. Well, I don't know if we can do that. This is really good. Yeah, yeah, I really enjoy this cookie. With mm. the milk. The milk especially. Mm. So you don't think uh, an Oreo dipping tool is a good use of money? Well, no, because I don't want my whole entire crunchy part to be soggy. Okay. I want just like. I want to have, look at it, see? I want to have, like, this much of it still be crunchy, like, where my fingers are holding I it. submerged the whole cookie. You saw me. I threw, it in, I threw it in there and let it soak. It's, like, barbarian. Barbarian? Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we do it on the skim. Heathens, all of you. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks. We are heathens. Well, mm-hmm. you might actually, might not be the first place you heard it. Um... Oh yep. my god, you just really drop it right in there. Yep. I do. Do they all float? They float. They don't go down to the bottom? No, it's Milk's favorite cookie. When I was little, I remember the cookie going down to the bottom, and then the bottom of my cup had all those gross little crumblies at it. Oh. Um, you know who's Milk's not favorite cookie? Um, um, Hydrox. Why? Because, like, it, it didn't absorb any milk. When we tried it on the show. We still make them? We found it somehow. I don't know who found it. I think Tayrell found it. Hmm. But yeah. Um, so I'm going to rate this. Wow, this is a pretty good cookie. I'm going to give it um a four and a quarter. What, out of how many stars? Five? Five out of five. Hmm. And we have quarters? You can do quarters, yeah. Okay, I give it, this might be my favorite Oreo that I've had so far. Wow. Mm-hmm. You haven't tried as many as us, but you've tried a few. I try to bring you some. 
But I like Snickerdoodles. Snickerdoodles is almost my favorite this is, cookie. This is really good. It doesn't really taste like a Snickerdoodle. But it really doesn't when you take it apart. It's weird. Yeah, I took off points for that. Okay, then I might give it a 4.5. Okay. Pretty high scores here from <laughs> my family here. The kids will probably give it all fives because they um they grade easy. Oh my gosh, they just it's got sugar in it. It's a win. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope um I hope to be back on the show soon. But um when I'm not, it gives me an opportunity to record uh, with my wife, which I really enjoy. Yeah. I do. I do. I like recording with you. You're fun. I know. That's why you married me. Yeah. Because I'm fun. That's it. That's it. So uh, you, so I would say go out and buy these Snickerdoodle Corps. I got them from Walmart. I don't know where you could get them from. Probably from Walmart. Everywhere has a Walmart. As we're finding out. Yes, as we're finding out on the road. <laughs> Walmart's everywhere. Walmart's everywhere. All right, this is enough cookies for the kids. I'll put this back and they can have some cookies. You have to make sure it's an even amount for each of them. Oh, yeah. We can't have them fighting over it. Make sure there's... It's divisible by four. One, two, three, You're four. You're not going to count them out five, on the show. Six. Sorry, everybody. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, All right, I got to take this thirteen. No, no, that's for me. All right, I got to give it to my wife because I love her. All right. Bye, folks, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. This is this is. Oh, it's not really well put together. Maybe we should take it down to four. It they really do fall apart. They're like not sticky at all. Yeah, integrity matters. All right, bye, folks. Bye. Well, there you go. Some varying opinions. Although this one seems to be a little all over the place, even for 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 Team Skim here. Uh, but I uh, I hope that uh, I hope I hope that is a nice little addition. Uh, I feel like the divide is the people who were expecting the wonderment of an actual snickerdoodle compared to those of us who are kind of just like, eh, it's an edible Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> well, as always, uh, let's let's get some numbers here. Out of five, Anthony, what'd you, what would you give this cookie? Straight, I'll give this bitch a straight goose egg. <laughs> Wowzers. That man gave up the donut. Which is, I don't think, this man ate uh, Swedish fish Oreos and gave him more love. That lets you know something. Those weren't bad when you let them get stale, yes, mind you. you. You always tell us that. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, I'm, you refuse to be like, look, you don't respect Swedish fish Oreo in boxes. <laughs> I have to counteract Gabe's hate. <laughs> yeah, because I, I I literally feel sick right now. My apologies, sir. It's okay. Box. So, for as a snickerdoodle... They're like a two. Okay. But if they were... If, now, if you had told me these were supposed to be like sugar cookie... Yeah. Then I could have bumped it up to a three because I would have believed you more. But you're telling me it's supposed to be a snickerdoodle. And to me, this isn't a snickerdoodle. It's an edible cookie that's not what it's claiming to be. Yeah, if they would have just banged them shits and called them Christmas... Well, they can't probably... Holiday. Can't, they can't throw Christmas around because people get weird. If you would have called these ho- just holiday Oreos... The brandy would have worked better. It's like when they did the, that damn the, the the what was it chocolate chip was that tasted like mocha, and then they came out with mocha ones. It's in that vein. Uh, two and three quarters. I'm not I'm not utterly disappointed. A tasty cookie, uh, and that 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 is what what's popping with the old uh, the, the the this cookie life. So I I would uh, I would definitely tell you if you see me in your neck of the woods, uh, they they I got them. They're everywhere. I got those from Giant Eagle. People been saying Walmart. People been saying Meyer. Uh, so, you know, if you shopping at, you know, Howard E. Butts down in Texas or, uh, 
Ralph's out in California. You probably should be able to find you some uh, Snickerdoodle Oreo. And they is all right by me. I wonder which part of the cookie is bioengineered. Because I was reading on the back that this contains a bioengineered food. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to know which part of this did you bioengineer? Was it the grains? Was it the sugar? What am I eating that I shouldn't be eating? Well, no, no. See, that's the problem. We would, we have been bioengineering food as a whole since we learned how to, uh, you know, do agriculture. That's what that's what this is, man. We just that's just us learning how to grow shit better. Don't never don't don't ever let science be disrespected when we are doing better with science. There's <laughs> like a difference in taste sometimes when you get like say like a Brussels sprout that just grew natural compared to like a Brussels sprout that was bioengineered. And it's like, it's like fucking watching Teenage Mutant Turtles 2 and you got the regular ass dandelions and then you got the big ass motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hyrule, y'all. It's not a wrong thing to be addicted to the microphone like a heron fiend. I'll tell you one thing. You'll never catch me fronting as I proceed to give the people what they want to see. You're making some green, but not for glamour or fashion. I'm stacking cash until I can get mobs a mansion. All from rapping? Nah, man, there's many plans like investing in land. It started all from impressing the fans with brand new flows. And you know, all the way from gangster clones to weirdos. Fools use those. But we ain't tripping. Get respect when you see this. You need us or your rhymes underdeveloped like a fetus. Hello and welcome to it. It's Stage Crunch and Milk. It's episode 468 and word to the year of the consulship of Anthemis without hey. colleague. I'm your host, this is the NRS, Taylor 713. Join us all as my best friends, it's Tatum 216. Bonus DS. Slushbox 2099. I feel exposed. T caught me without a song ready this week. <laughs> so I was trying to scramble here last second, but I got nothing to read, no snaps to make. I'm just here. It's okay. It's okay. No worries, sweetie. But we also are joined by special guests, the uh, uh, host and founder of uh, What's the Tea podcast and uh, co-host and founder of uh, Crimp TCA, a great British Bake Off podcast right here from the good people here at Skim. It's my homegirl, Nick Jew. What's good, lady? What up? Hi. What up? As always, if Nick is on the show, I'm doing uh, Bay Area reps, and that was uh, Oakland's own hieroglyphics. My man, A+. Plus. I was like, what is this? And I'm like, I know he's doing a Bay Area, but I was like, it's probably some Always. head nod stuff that I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Give it up to Oakland's own A+, plus of the Hieroglyphics crew, but you know what it is. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank Nick you. will be with us until Nick get too sleepy. That's the that's, that's the that's what we've come to terms with. Well, so at some I point, mean, Nick the, will be like, I'm going to bed. Well, the, the, <laughs> the game before the game is still happening, so chances are you've got me until at least halftime. Chances are. <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you here, lady? What's been going on with your world? Did you care to share with listeners? What's up with you? How are you? What's the good word? Yeah, so thank you so much for having me. Like, I obviously, I talk to you and Aunt every week um, doing the, the side gig. Um, Daniel, hello. Mm-hmm. How are you? I think the last time I came on the show it was before we had video. So, like, hi. <laughs> hello. Yeah, it's been a very long time. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always, I'm a longtime listener of the show. I'm super geeked to be here. Um, I don't know. I'm very excited. I just, I listen to y'all. I'm a huge fan of the show. 
like T says, your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast. So my guys, I'm very happy to be here. Gabriel Gabriel sends his love. He said he's sorry he couldn't be there. His his wife is not doing well. Is not feeling well. She's doing fine. She's not feeling well. So Gabriel has been on uh on on extra dad duty, and uh, but he 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 feels his internet will be in good in good spirits for next week. And he said he'd send us in some more Oreo action. So don't worry, we'll have Gabriel in the show in spirit. So <laughs> worry not. But uh, you know how I do. It's, it's, it's remote, and remote means I, I, I'll give you a news story. I'm only going to give you one news story this week. Like I said, I kind of want to keep a, 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 a Nick as long as I can. Plus, I have all these Am I the Assholes and so forth and so on. I'm so excited. Am I the asshole? <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, bro, I got, I, I got one specifically for you to be like. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so awesome. awesome. Good with that. So uh, the one story I have is from the good people over at Scene Cleveland. It is Madeline Finning. And I'm only going to do one Ohio one news story this week, and it's only going to be an Ohio news story because that's how we roll. And this says, Ohio rabbis react to state expert offering Christian understanding of abortion law. Hmm. Legal action from the Jewish community has begun in Florida, Indiana, and Kentucky. In a battle that has long ebbed between science and religion, Republicans in Ohio have been using explicitly Christian rationale to try and limit abortion care access for everyone in the state. During an October 7th hearing in a Hamilton County uh, court, Justice Judge, oddly enough, Christian Jenkins refused to indefinitely block the state's refuse? No, rule. There we go. Rule to indefinitely block the state's Ohio's, the state of Ohio's six-week abortion ban. In the case of preterm Cleveland versus David Yost, Jenkins heard testimony from doctors on both sides. Ohio Attorney General David Yost is Republican. Preterm Cleveland, made up of a large network of Ohio abortion providers, put forth a University of Maryland doctor with three decades worth of high-risk pregnancies, while the state brought up a retired Cedarville University biomedical ethics professor who called abortion a violation of those ethics. The state's witness, Dr. Dennis Sullivan, who recently retired from Christian College as a professor of pharmacy practice and director of the Center for Bioethics, told the court he had no OBGYN training or experience and that he's never witnessed an abortion being performed. Still, he testified for the state that his research into personhood supports his belief that life begins at conception. That research, a scholarly article on human embryo metaphysics, says the ideal of humans' intrinsic value begins at conception is crucial to the most prominent Christian understanding of human dignity. The use of the phrase Christian understanding is enough to make Rabbi Lindsay Danzinger feel the state of Ohio may be teetering on on imposing a single religious viewpoint on its citizens. Bring in a Christian theologian. I think it makes pretty clear it's a Christian viewpoint of when life starts, said Danziger. It's not the Jewish viewpoint. Sullivan did not respond to a request for comment. Danziger is the lead organizer of the Ohio Religious Action Center of Reform Judaism. The Religious Action Center includes staff members, staff members organizing Jewish communities in California, Illinois, New York, Ohio, Texas, and Washington, D.C., Throughout Ohio, she brings reform congregations to organize on behalf of social justice issues. Rack Ohio filed an amicus, filed an amicus brief in the case of preterm Cleveland versus David Yost when the case was brought up on a state level. When it was on the state level, we did work on an amicus brief in support of those providers because we believe it violates our religious freedom and violates the establishment clause, clause Danziger says. Once the lawsuit was moved from state from the state Supreme Court to Hamilton County, an amicus brief could no longer be filed. But Danziger says Rack Ohio's support of Ohio abortion providers still stands and that a ban on abortions at the uh, detection of a fetal heartbeat 
Medical experts say that this is not an actual heartbeat, but, but rather sporadic electric flutters. It is inherently at odds with the Jewish faith. Jewish tradition teaches that life begins and ends with breath. Life starts with the first breath and ends with your last breath, Danziger said. The word in Hebrew for breath, nepesh, is the same as the word for soul. That being said, a fetus in Jewish in Jewish legal tradition is, isn't not a life, but it's not a life. It's kind of something in between a life and not a life. It's a potential life. Multiple anti-abortion bills in the Ohio legislature offer narrow exceptions for the health of a patient. Danziger says the Jewish view of abortion strongly accounts for the life of the pregnant person. There's a lot of examples in the Jewish law that a fetus is treated differently than a human life to the extent that Jewish tradition teaches that if pregnant individuals life is in danger, it's not just permitted, but it is commanded to terminate the pregnancy. Danziger said, I think it's really problematic as someone who's is not a, who is not a Christian. If the state is establishing a religion that it's a, that is against the Constitution. More to that. It'll be in the show notes. I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that. But I, I just I found that to be one fascinating as a as a perspective, just one I I don't know. I just kind of was like, uh, damn, Ohio, the northernmost southern state, you really went on some fuckery. But then we we have our Jewish brethren and sister coming through, like, hold on, I got one for you. Cause the way they said that was dumb. And it was real dumb. And that's not me knocking people's Christian faith, because you know, saying, you know, I ride with a bunch of Christian people. There's one right in my corner right now. <laughs> it's right there, I promise. But of when when you use that as your basis of this law or laws in general, then yeah, you are violating other people's religious perspectives. And uh, how interesting! So currently in the great state of Ohio, you are not, I'm not going to be like wild and say you're free to get abortions all you want, but the injunction is still remains in place, and so th- therefore you are able to to if if you need uh, the, the medical procedure known as an abortion, you're okay to get one still in the great state of Ohio, and uh, that is thanks to people like this who put their shit on the line. So respect due to this uh, lady for uh, and her and her team and her peoples for 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 doing right by uh, people who can become pregnant in the great state of Ohio. So that's your news from Ohio. It's the the hypocrisy that's wild to me of it all, because you know, not too long ago, a lot of people in this country were talking about Sharia law and like the mm-hmm. oppressive. Muslim states that we were going to defend and free those people from. And like Muslim law actually permits abortion. Um, so it's, it's funny. I think like as a Christian, I, I've never understood why Christians want to make laws to govern other people. Because like, if you're strong in your faith and you're teaching your children, your faith, you don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. And I, I've never understood the leap from this is a thing that I don't believe in and I think is wrong to this is a thing that no one else should be able to do. Like, I don't, I've never understood that. Yes, it's always been a, a strange uh, tilt. <clears throat> and, and like I said, that, that, that is, of course, it's, it, it is a wedge issue that began being used in the late 70s going into the 80s. It was never an issue. The... Uh, the the Southern Baptists, who you know are like probably like the ones who bang the hardest about abortion in this country, used to be cool with it. Not just kind of cool with it, but very cool with it, explicitly so. But we got toward the the mid seventies. Uh, you know, they started doing shit that uh, you know, uh, uh, who's my man, uh, Nixon, 
was trying, you know, was using using amongst the other other strategy, the southern strategy and so forth. They used abortion as a divisive uh, thing. You know what I'm saying? To be like, we need something else to bang our drum against. And that's all it's ever been. It has been a thing that that is used in uh, political circles to try to divide us. And uh, it's it's a medical procedure. Don't look at it as anything more or less than that. It's medicine. Even if it's a medical procedure you're having done just because you fucking want to. <laughs> like, it why is, is that anybody's business? It's, it's not. Exact. Medical procedure is what it is. That's, and, that's, and that's where we, that's where I put it down on that particular one. So, but that is the news from the great state of Ohio this week. Like I said, not going to dig too much into in anything else this week. Oh, Aunt did send me one thing, but it was such a brief news story that I was like, and that is the great state of Ohio now has alcoholic Mountain Dew. I saw it at uh, Johnny. <laughs> I did not snag it, but it is available. So, funny what? enough, funny so, enough, someone in my group chat five minutes ago sent a picture of them with it. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real so, thing. Yes. So Water, uh, watermelon and Baja Blast. Yeah, hard. <gasps> they got the Baja Blast. Oh, okay. I'm definitely coming to Ohio. <laughs> zero, zero sugar. So, you know, you can, oh. maybe, maybe, maybe you can imbibe uh, 5% alcohol. So it's not, you know, banging, but you know, it's like a uh, witch card, uh, white claws and stuff. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's along that path, but yeah, yeah I saw the, <laughs> I saw them at the giant Eagle the other day. So, but like the the story, like it was more picture than story. Like the words was just like, <laughs> they wanted Ohio. Here's a tweet saying you got an Ohio, and yes, you can have it now. <laughs> so I, I I love that your boys copped it. I mean, I I I can't think it's not in Poughkeepsie, man. They got they definitely got that popping over there, y'all. I don't know. I couldn't find the damn simply lemonades forever. I had to leave. <laughs> I had to go to Maryland to get them. They didn't have them in the district. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, they they I, I had um I had those. They were okay. I still got some in the refrigerator. Like I mean, how close are they to the simply, you know, brand that you already, you know, kind of enjoy? I think I think that the the thing that is missing is they're not carbonated. So once you get it out of your mind that it's not gonna be like a bubbly treat, I was yeah. all in. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I um I I love a, a nice <laughs> seltzer, but it's it's kind of refreshing to drink something nice that's not bubbly or like yeah. just a nice smooth drink. I'm just Thanks. curious on like the price point because because think about it like this, right? When you buy coolant for your car, you can either buy just straight up coolant or you could buy fifty fifty. Yes. When you buy fifty fifty, you're getting ripped off because half that bottle is water that you could have just added yourself. So yes. in this case, are you upcharging for regular ass soda when you could have just bought normal soda and added alcohol to it yourself? <laughs> I mean, well, maybe maybe they had like a good blend. You know, a good a technician came through who knew what he was doing with the. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, I don't know what alcohol's in it, so it could be the bomb. You know, diggity, I don't know, but. All I'm saying is, from a pocket watching standpoint, it might be worth it just to buy your own Baja Blast and put a little something something in there yourself. That shit always <laughs> that shit is always just people just a standard malt beverage. That is yeah, basically- I was gonna say that. I don't know how you do malt beverage at home, but at home you could take it to the next level and you have Mountain Dew with like vodka. Or, you know. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you know, we got options here. It's true. It's true. I just got excited about the prospect of like some spiked Mountain Dew and like Taco Bell and just oh, I feel like it's worth trying at least once. Yeah, definitely. So they have 
we have a Taco Bell cantina here, although it's been forever since I went to down now. Too. We have one here too. Still have one. Yeah. And they, you know, they sell drinks. Mm-hmm. Why would they not have this on, you know, on, I don't know if tap would be the word I want. Would you want this up from, from, yeah, <laughs> getting by a blast. Get, fu- get fucked up in the dining room and then rebound already. <laughs> Man, and it is uh, like 30 minutes in, bro. Well done. Baja Blast. Baja Blast. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine if it was like a frozen one. And so that's what mm. I got when I went to the cantina. I got some frozen drink and just had her put a bunch of vodka in it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> this. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Dew. I'm going to come at you like a spider <laughs> monkey. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. So, so there, I've, I've given you the news of the great state of Ohio. It, it, it is what I do. Ant-Man, uh, what's good with you, bro? So I had something pretty interesting um, happen to me um, on the internet. In these day and age, I think it was um, quite appropriate that I bring it to the council, um, the the ten fifteen council. Um, <laughs> so I was on Instagram. And I'm not going to say what family member, because I have a couple family members who are not, I wouldn't say internet famous, but they have like an internet presence. Okay. So I looked and I had like a, you know, a, a friend request. And I thought, oh, okay, that's one of my family members. I'm going to push yes. But then it was like, just like one picture and then like a, uh, a link in the bio like, hey, I also got one of these in here. I'm like, what the fuck? What's going on here? I was like, well, first of all, that might be a, it might be a fake page. Mm-hmm. But then I was just like, that's like freaking weird. Why would they send me that link? Uh, just, you know, send me, uh, I mean, I'm not going to follow you on that page. More than likely, it is a fake and yeah. they were just adding off of whoever this person's was actual yes. contacts. Um, but you know, I, I don't know what state do they live in. Who could be, <laughs> could be the thing there. Vegas. So very much so. Yeah. I mean, you know what happens there doesn't leave the state from what I've been told. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I mean, in this day and age, you, you got you. Everybody knows somebody who has a OF or other pages and stuff now. Like at least one person. So it, it's not like it's. I mean, if I person, do, I don't know who they are. Hmm. Like personally. Oh, I know. I know some people like personally who who have one. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying like I'm sure somebody I know does, but, but like I don't know who they are. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, that's probably that's probably a logical thing. But well, to be fair, too, like we're also a little older, so yeah. like I don't think there's as many of our generation doing that as there are the generation behind us. Or they just got feet pics and you can't tell by their feet. That's true. Hashtag no free feet pics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wait. So is this? Did I miss this? Is this person male or female? Female. I I didn't say. But okay. This person's a female. And you did not click the link. I did not click the link. Okay. And I, th- I, I did think not it's spam. follow that person either. I think it's spam. Did you tell them I, that you got the message I or is that too awkward? I, it was, it'd, it'd be too awkward. 
like a little. I think your page got hacked. I can Maybe. I can say that, but I was just like, eh, let me just ignore this shit. Period. Yeah, that's smart because it could have <laughs> been like an accident, and she thought she was sending it to someone else, and then when she realizes she sends it to her cousin, it's going to be a real unless it's a Targaryen but, situation. I mean, you, you you got man, this is like a Joe Dirt situation. No, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Joe Dirt. Oh my god! I mean, like, first of all, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna follow her. Um, And like, you wrecked her. You wrecked her, Dan. This is your doing. (laughs) It was just. I think you should say. I think you should say. I think you might have got hacked. And just let that be that. Because there might be somebody impersonating them who's then going after all their followers to like try to spam them. So my yeah. home girl, my home girl, Bree, uh, a lovely woman, uh, but has had multiple times now. Somebody just told, I'm like, somebody will follow me and, and I'll be like, I certainly know this is not Bree talking about she has an OnlyFans or uh, whatever other page. And I'm like, yo, Bree, somebody is, is, is copying you. And then she'll immediately go out and be like, Yo, this is not, this is not me. Please report and 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 block and so forth and so on. So I'm gonna show that right now. Bree's not on Instagram at all. She is taking herself off of Instagram just so just to try to get that clear out. So it it does happen. And I've had I've had multiple people like in just, uh, just mutuals pop up. All of a sudden, I'm like, you follow me? Don't you want to follow my secret page? And I'm like, bruh, come on, man. And maybe it's because I'm I'm so internet. Maybe I'm internet savvy or whatever. But I'll be knowing who wants some, who, who got the bullshit. <clears throat> now, this person, is she like a media personality or like like a streamer or someone that people would know? Or is she like someone's third grade teacher where like people making fake OnlyFans pages with her name on it? Like She's like, she does um, like, I guess, comedy videos on TikTok. Okay. And she has that- like a, a pretty, I mean, shit. She could she could help us out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense then. That like, because there are you know people get a little following and then because they're not big enough to where they have teams to fight that kind of shit for them, they're easier prey for people trying to do fake identities because they can just pop those up one after the other. You know, yeah. a little variation in the name, just trying to snake some followers off, make an account blow up, and then sell it off or something. Yeah, and also. I'm sure it probably came with a little saucy message, but just like for the record, OnlyFans is not just for porn. It was like well, no, one this, of the f- this is not OnlyFans. It was like oh, it was okay. something totally different. Oh, okay. Like, okay come okay. on, man. Oh, like uh, a na- like her her um what do the kids call it? Her uh Finsta? Yeah, yeah. Or they have her um I know Finsta, what? but the, the dudes on Twitter we t- they're alt. They're alt. Oh, man, I'm old, and I so, I'm to being old. So if it wasn't an OnlyFans, like, was it like a mini vids or something? Like mini vids. I think it sounds like on. it was a link to another profile. Yeah, I, I feel kind of bad that like where we've gone in society where it are you, you are it's though. kind of like the thrill of the hunt, the mysteriousness of everything got taken away, and now it's like for like ten to twenty bucks. You could almost see anyone you ever wanted to see naked, and I feel like that's taken some of the joy out of it. On that point, we disagree. 
<laughs> See, I used to feel that way, but it's become so rampant now that anytime I go to someone's Instagram page that I've never been to before, whether they show up my Explorer page or I find them off of something, the first thing I do is I go to their main page. I look to see if there's a little blue, like, forward link, you know? And, like, I feel a little dirty about that. I'm not going to stop, but I feel a little dirty. No, no, that. I think, like, maybe w- at least once to ten times a day, like, I'll be on um, – like TikTok, and you know that most of their page is oh, I, I'm a truck driver, and then oh, but I got the special link in the bio. Oh, <laughs> look at these like highly de- man. It's this uh, one uh, page like I, I seen it was these very greatly highly decorated cookies. Oh, but my links in the bio up here. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're making cookies and spicy fan pages. Well done. Yeah, I'm a, pr- I'm a little prudy. Like if it's somebody that I casually know, I don't want to randomly see a sexy picture. Like make you another a sexy account for that. Like I'm, I'm okay. I, I do feel like if like I feel like if I knew somebody, knew somebody, knew somebody. You know what I'm saying, and 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 they had one, I probably would just have to be like, nah, I can't do that. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see. It's worlds colliding. Yeah, that, in those worlds, sometimes shit not can lie. Like yeah, sometimes in my Instagram close friends, I'll be like, "This is about to be my butt." But like everyone who knows me knows, I'm not gonna be naked. It's just gonna be slightly spicier than I would put in the in the regular. In the but I always yeah. give the like, just so y'all know, this skip it if you don't want to see my body like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't have that kind of. Um... Like nature about me, where I'm like, oh, I need to separate. Uh, just, uh, church and state. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, church and state. <laughs> I'm like, hey, we all people, man. And no, I, no, I compartmentalize. I just, if I came for this, I don't want to see your butt. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but if I came if for I the came butt, for, then I want to see your butt. I don't care about what the book you're reading. Like, okay. Yeah. Unless you somehow combine those two. And then then I'm reading. all about what that. What showing situation? Right. I'm down for that. Right, I so. guess that's why I miss Tumblr, then. Like, I, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> you want it all. <laughs> I'm always here. People always pop up every now and again and say, "Tumblr back, y'all." Did y'all know Tumblr's popping? I'm like, Tumblr, Tumblr never really left as far as like some of the stuff. Just the people, like the, like the popular people who who made it fun left. Like, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I miss Tumblr. <laughs> Tumblr for me was for particular affinities. And then when it went away, it went away with such a plum. I was like, damn, I'm gonna miss that. And I I've tried to replicate it with uh <coughs> uh Reddit, and I just it don't I don't know. It just has a yeah, it, it ain't the same. It ain't it is not. So yeah, I miss Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it was it was a good and a bad of it because like we'd be at lunch, I'm like, oh, okay. Um uh, like I remember I was looking up something for the show. I never forget this, and it was sneakers. Yeah, and then it was just like um, Jordan, 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 Reebok, Reebok, Adidas, butthole, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's why. I, that's why I'm careful who I follow on Twitter, because it's like I don't want to be like sports take, sports take, current event, 
bare titties. And like, I don't want to be like in the middle of like giant Eagle, you know, like waiting in the checkout line. And like, all of a sudden there's titties on my screen. Like Same. if there's titties, it has to be planned titties. It can't be surprised titties. Like Ooh. if you went into the titty Tuesday hashtag, you went to go look at titties. Yeah. You're just scrolling Twitter. You're not really trying to mm-hmm. see titties while you're there. Playing titties of now your alt title. <laughs> I, can, I can certainly not get away with that as a full title. Planned titties. Well done, Box. Thank you, sir. Oh, my goodness. Damn, Ant, you really came out the pocket with one. Well done, sir. <laughs> I mean, we had a guest on. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't um, you know, just do a, a, a list. Like, at first, I was just like, um, what, what what I thought about talking about was um, I was watching um, like some documentaries on Canopy this week, mm-hmm. and one of them were about um, it was a toy documentary, and there were quite a few companies that started out as one thing and ended up doing another, and I was like, oh okay, let's look at this list, and I was just like, ah, that'd be good to talk about, but not when we got a guest. Fair enough. I uh, have not logged into my Canopy in forever, so I'm going to do that right now. I have, I have Canopy. I've just never used it. Now I yeah, feel, oh, uh, what's that? So uh, it's like a server. You can, you can just throw your library card in there and basically watch movies and shit. Oh. It's like just checking them out digitally. Oh, Would okay. you like to enable notifications? No, I don't want to enable the can- Canopy. Shut the fuck up. But they also have movies. Like I see Georgia Rule, The Cursed, The Dinner. Yeah, they... The steal like, of the night. You can you can um adults get fifty views a month and kids get unlimited views on things. Oh. And like um I mostly like watch documentaries on there. Like, yeah, they got TV shows and movies and stuff, but like documentaries um are in abundance and uh like so many different subjects <coughs> um on there. Um the the one I enjoyed the most this week was um the it was about the Atlanta child murders. I um, am like so fascinated by that case um, because nothing is what it seems about it. There's so many different elements that you got to think about when it comes to it. Of course, um, I like I'm not sure if the guy they arrested for really did it because like technically he got arrested for killing two adults. He never he was never arrested for killing any of those children. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I could, like uh, it's a TikTok thing. What can you talk about for forty minutes straight? Not um, that's and, yours. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I could talk about. For I had a moment straight. with that case too. There was like a podcast, and then I think this documentary yep. that you're talking about was on HBO. <clears throat> I was I was in it for. It's very interesting. I could see how you got wrapped up in it. Yeah, I did listen to that podcast, but that was was so interesting. This this one. Was from twenty years ago. This isn't even the HBO one. Oh, okay. So no, I, at the time I went back and watched some old stuff too. So I don't know. Um, I had a moment with with this case as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's very fascinating. Like um, like I said, he he got arrested for killing two grown ass people, and like um, that that case is so sloppy. Thirty two of those kids is like, uh, okay, this kid got shot, but we're gonna put him on the list too. It's like it, yeah. it, it, it makes no sense. And it was all that was all like children of color, right? Yeah, yeah. everybody. Yeah, yeah, and that's that. In, in in Georgia, it just I mean the questions answer themselves in that situation. They didn't care, and then they're like, "Yeah, he did it," and now we're done. And that's probably I don't know. Yeah, he might have did it, but you no, know, might not have either. 
That's terrible. Oh yeah. my goodness. And like one thing, I, I said this I'll stop talking about it, but like one thing that this documentary that I had never heard before is like it was a witness, like the dude that he got pretty much got arrested for initially. I was like, man, I seen him alive the, the, that, that day before. He could have been dead that day. So, and it was just like, uh, that doesn't match our narrative. So, no, I'm not going to put this in the case. We want him <laughs> to be in jail. So, well, there you go. Yeah, I could talk about that for 40 minutes straight. <laughs> Daniel, man, I hand the reins over to you, sir. What did you get done in this week? You still you still have this cough, so you have not broken free of this this uh this chest cold all the way yet. But chest, that, chest cold is it like ninety eight percent gone probably? Okay. Uh, the gout is it like mm, I would say ninety percent gone? Okay. Like I actually left the house today for the first time in almost two weeks. Very good. So um, I had to grit my teeth a little bit pushing the gas pedal, but you know after about a half hour the the pills kicked in and then I was soaring. So that that was good. I haven't I haven't left the house much at all. Um, so it's mostly just been TV and sleep. So I did rewatch uh, Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Two. Okay. And I have to say, I think Ghostbusters Two is better than people give it credit for by a lot. Yeah, like it catches a lot of unnecessary hate. It's Vigo. Yeah, <laughs> some classic lines in there. They may have been executed a little oddly, but. Some good comedy to be had, an interesting story. Like I, I wish that Bill Murray wasn't like a dick and had actually let them continue making Ghostbusters movies in the '90s, so that we could have had more of the original group together. Because I think there was a lot more to be had there. He left a lot of meat on that bone to the point where there's no getting it back now. Just being fucking hard to deal with. Yeah, but as it turns out. This whole time, Bill Murray, probably a terrible human being. And what? we just kind of let him get a walk. What else did Bill Murray do? So Bill Murray, earlier this year, uh, got uh, removed from a movie he was working on with uh, ooh, Master Nun, my man. Um, Aziz? Yeah. Uh, because as it turns out, Bill Murray uh, hopped on this woman and was trying to smooch on her on set. And like, oh, oh, it was just funny. It's me, crazy Bill Murray, doing crazy shit. <clears throat> and so he got booted off that, that, that shit. And that movie basically has just been stuck since. Because, of course, you know, he was going to be a part of that. <clears throat> and then uh, just last week on Good Mythical Morning. Uh, I was just about to say, yeah, I watched that. Yeah, Seth Green shows him on Good Mythical Morning, hanging out with the guys. And uh, he's, they're basically playing a, a truth or dare type game. And and uh, the question is, who is the rudest celebrity you ever uh, uh, fuck with? And he tells a story of Bill Murray when he was a little kid back in the day doing background on Saturday on a Saturday Night Live sketch. And he said, "I'm hanging with Eddie Murphy. I'm hanging with somebody else, and we just in the back in the green room, and uh, it's a good time. Eddie Murphy's a cool, chill dude. I'm sitting on like the arm of a couch and just kicking it, and with these dudes watching cartoons because they let me turn the channel." Bill Murray comes in talking about, hey, that's my seat. Hmm. And, and Seth's like, even as a child, I knew, bruh, you can have all of that couch right there. I'm over here on the edge of this couch. I know this isn't your seat. And it was a back and forth. It was a back and forth. And to the point where Bill Murray snatches Seth Green up by his ankles. 
Oh. And is holding him over a garbage can. Seth Green is uh, freaking out and says he clocks Bill Murray square in the balls. Oh, no. Uh, Bill, Bill drops him in a garbage can. He gets out the garbage can. He runs and hides. And is like in his uh, in his actual green room or whatever, and is like crying and freaking out. And he says Eddie Murphy comes over there, and uh, the other guy comes over there, and they try to calm him down. And they like, hey man, we all know that Bill's a dick, but I'm asking you to be a professional, and, you know, be the bigger man, and blah blah blah. And let's just you know, come on, let's just let's get through this, and let's 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 get our scene shot, and so on and so on. You know what I'm saying? And Seth Green's like like talking about like. Wipe tears my eyes, and I'm like, yeah, I can. I'll be a professional. I can be a professional, but I'm just like, huh. He said he so, was like nine when this happened. Yeah, he's just a, a little dude. So you take that, and then you start looking back at all these stories we've heard about Bill Murray over the years, and you become like, huh. Was that? I was going to cool? say, there's probably a bunch more stories that have either been buried For or people sure. have been. Ignored. It's the exact way that the shit came out about Cosby. It was just like Hannibal Burris just saying some shit in a show and the audience booed him and was, he was like no for real and it was just like a thing <laughs> that people knew that yeah. nobody really talked about and this is probably a very similar case but like I said we're always hearing about hey Bill Murray showed up at somebody's wedding and danced with kiss, kiss the bride and danced with her and it's like nobody said people he gave be, her tongue <laughs> people be saying oh that was fun Bill Murray a fun guy but then you, you think about it you're like wait a minute you just crashed a wedding and grabbed a woman and kissed her, probably yeah. without her permission. He's, he's probably more like the Bill Murray from Kingpin than we want to admit. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't thought about that movie in a long time. So uh, yeah, so like you, like you were like adding that to what you're just saying, box. Yeah, Bill Murray, shitty dude, most likely, right? Just all around and fucked up. What could have been a dope franchise? Money could have been made. A good time could have been had. And so yeah, there's then, just there's just so much material there that like if he had just let Dan Aykroyd and, and Harold Ramis like continue doing what they were doing, yeah, like the team, the cartoon, like especially in the beginning was fantastic. Such good stories there. They've had you know comic book runs, <clears throat> successful video games. You know they had a spinoff movie that I don't care for, but we can, they can't all be winners. You know the the new movie's solid and like I feel like a good revitalization for the franchise, but. Yeah. This fucking thirty years there that we missed out on just because of one fucking dude. Yeah, yeah. I wonder did um, <clears throat> Eddie Murphy not do that part um, because of uh, Bill Murray? Because of Bill Murray, because he, you know, that was supposed to be his part in that movie. He was well, supposed no, to play, I, uh, Winston. It, it was a filming thing. Like I think he was doing Beverly Hills Cop. He didn't. Have, he uh, couldn't do both. They did write the part for him, yeah. but he couldn't do it because he was already doing Beverly Hills Cop. How funny! He's filming Beverly Hills Cop four right now. <laughs> So all these years later, and, and that and that that comes right back around. It's like, yeah, really, more Beverly Hills Cop. Beverly Eddie Cop Murphy is, an, is another person that, like, I wish we had more of because I felt like when I was a kid in the '90s, he was in like all kinds of shit, like over and over and over. And then there's just like 15 or so years where it was just like felt Eddie Murphyless. It was every time I'd hear his name, it was like. Him fighting with Scary Spice over like child sport or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel like when, um, like he didn't get like an Oscar for uh, for Dream Girls, he was kind of like, you know what, kind of like fuck this for a little bit. I wouldn't blame him. He was out. He should have at least, yeah. No, don't don't even get me started on that. <laughs> 
They keep they keep talking about how all the comedian all his comedian pals keep trying to get him to come back and do some stand up, but it's like it's so much build up at this point that I feel he's like, bruh, he if I come out and brick, I'm never gonna be I'm never gonna feel right again. I might as well just let y'all have what I done put out there as homophobic as it is, and just we'll just go with that. You know what I'm saying? It was a product of his time and we'll we'll let you yeah. walk. Sometimes it, it's better that. Than... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say sometimes it's better if you don't come out with that wizard's jersey. <laughs> that is facts, man. Yeah. So, what you about that, to say, Nick? Or that White Sox jersey, if we keeping it a bean. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say he handled that very well. Actually, he's hadn't been like, oh, the woke mob, and he was just like, oh yeah, I would never say that now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <That's, laughs> yeah. Like, check it out. Yeah, as a person. Plus, you know, his brother died and shit. Okay, we, yeah. I, I feel we sleep on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That was his ace from way, like, he was always present. Like, every story people talk about Eddie Murphy in the in the 80s on, Charlie was right there somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and it turns out, if you go back and watch it, you'll be like, oh, shit, Charlie Murphy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He was there. And so... To have lost his brother, you know what I'm saying, and and you know, got kids and baby mama drama and so forth. It's like, you know, yeah, it's probably enough. Yeah. It was probably like Eddie Murphy take a moment. Yeah, that girl 18 and- now, who good? <laughs> <laughs> and Charlie, Charlie Murph- Murphy straight up broke the law to be with his brother. Like he went AWOL to um to be with his brother um on tour. Yeah. Yeah, he's like I like the little kind of slide in he did with like he did that interview with Jerry Seinfeld and then like the sequel to Coming to America and now he's been working on I like what he's doing like every couple of years he's gonna give us a little legacy project and he looks great he seems like he's in a great place in his life like I love that for Eddie yeah word up respect it yeah that Dolomite movie was was really good huh it was um, great it was so good. And like people don't uh, give, I don't think people give Coming to America too. You got to think about it like this: that movie is PG thirteen. Our our uh, the original is rated R. Like you know, it's. A- I liked it. I thought it was cute. I didn't. It was a nice little fan service nostalgia bomb. Like it was cool. Yeah. You put his daughter in it. Let her make some money. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. I don't feel, and I don't feel like I had a lot of black people complain about that movie. To be real with you, so <laughs> there were a few, but they were the like, you know, academia. They always gonna complain about some shit. Think pieces. Yeah, like go read a book. <laughs> this is not for you, fucking dork. <laughs> right, like go shit on somebody else's good time. Isn't there a book you can dissect with a thirty-six thread tweet? We don't care. Oh my gosh. Anything else, Box, besides your, your your Ghostbusters experience? What else happened to you this week, man? Uh, I finished uh, Evil. Um, I watched Cavs. You know, I've, I've been watching a lot of basketball. I'll say that. Like, if we weren't doing this right now, I'd probably be watching the game that she's watching in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Nets lost again, and I wonder what's going on with that whole organization at this point. Um, man, Ben Simmons is shook. Like yeah, I, I, I saw earlier, like Durant passed him the ball. He drove the lane, and then he tried to do a floater, but he didn't put enough oomph behind it. And he just kind of airballed it to himself. You can't yeah, like six points tonight. Six yeah. points, something like See, that. This is where like the new age of sports 
is something I have to personally get accustomed to because I'm used to just like treat sport athletes like shit and like, you know, to get them to do what you want, like be rude to them, like booing is motivational. Like, but now we're in, in, in a newer generation of like people have feelings and we have to be understanding of what other people are going through. And, you know, not everyone can fake it till they make it. And it's like, I want to boo again, you know, boo him because he's on an opposing team. But then there's that human element to it now where I'm just like looking at like, is this like a broken dude out there just trying to like find himself? And we're all here just relishing in his failure, you know? Yeah. He has such a, a decent looking preseason that I think we're all excited to see Ben Simmons maybe play, you know what I'm saying? Up to the Ben Simmons we've been thinking about that. I just saw a video of Colin, what was his name? Coward? Coward? Whatever his name was. Swearing that Ben Simmons was going to be the next great thing. And then it was some years back. It was definitely it was one of those freezing, right. freezing cold takes. And I was just like, man, Ben Simmons, man, you, I know you got it. I wish you could do it. And I don't know. But it's, maybe, there's that other part of it, too, where it's like, that dude's fucking hella rich. You don't have to do shit for the rest of his life based on that extension he signed. So I'm like, I know that. But then I'm like, is it worth the public humiliation of it all? You know, why, having the whole world just see you struggle out there on Front Street, you got nowhere to hide. Yeah. Everywhere you go, people know who the fuck you are and what you can and can't do. You know, is the money worth it that much to where you have to live in that the rest of your life, you know? And it's like, I, that's a tough place to be because, like, you know, we, we don't have fuck around Ben Simmons money. We don't have sit on the – the bench and neon green, iced out, cheating on models money, you know? Like, he we was ain't got like, it like that. He was like my favorite meme last year. It was like, she said she wanted a man who don't play games. It was just a picture of <laughs> like in his clothes on the side. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's like, that's just funny. But then I'm like, damn, is this man really in like sports psychology brokenness? And I'm just right. like, I'm having a heart, and it's like that sports fan in me is irritated at myself for having growth as a human and being understanding of other people's problems. <laughs> it's hard because you don't know. Like, this last three years has been hard on everybody, and I don't oh, believe yeah. that just because people are rich that they've escaped the hardships. of the And, like, nobody knows what's going on in that dude's head because everybody's like, he should be in the gym. He should be all the time, all the time. But, like, you know, we've experienced <laughs> some really heavy trauma. It's like a world in the last few years and maybe something, maybe he got the, what do you call him? That Simone Biles had where he just, Oh no, his, his soul went to a monster or something and he just can't get out. He, he got the shakes. He can't get out of it. Yeah, he's like John Lester. He can't throw the first anymore. Mm-hmm. What they call it on Ted Lasso? The yips. The yips. Yeah. yeah so. <clears throat> yeah. Cause it's like now, man, like he just looks to not shoot. Because yeah. it's like he doesn't want to go to the foul line because then it's like the foul line is like the kid who feels uncomfortable with everyone singing him happy birthday. Mm-hmm. All eyes are on you, yeah. you know, and it's like he doesn't want that attention because he knows it's most likely going to be a brick. And then he's going to have to hear about it being a brick. And then it's going to be memes all over the internet about being a brick. You know, it's going to it's like that's a lot of fucking pressure to try and overcome, man. Stage fright on a whole different on a whole different level. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so, yeah. Had not considered that box. Thank you for yeah. Well done. Yeah, y'all. Yeah, do I got to bring Nick in every week? This how I get. Uh, this how I get y'all showing out like this. Damn. I th- maybe y'all. I'm like a counselor for you all. I'm just like 
Talk coming through, that. bringing in, bringing in the, the <laughs> hot chip. You do got the the couch behind you, like we're in therapy, like. Right. <laughs> and how did that make you feel? Oh my goodness, Nick! It is your show right now. What would you? What do you care to bring to to, to skim this week? Yeah, so I want to talk about, and I know that half of you will not be able to feel me on this. Um, so you know that I'm a lover of all good fast food. Uh, the McRib is coming back to make its farewell tour. <laughs> I so wasn't that, though. <laughs> right. I, 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 I don't. Think- I don't understand that portion of the program. Is the does the McRib need to leave, or is this like a uh, Choco Taco? Like yeah, it's leaving, but it's not leaving. You know, I think it's probably because um, they're ve- they're being very Serena Williams with the wording. Like it's with it maybe for the last time. So. Um, I think it's maybe a marketing thing or whatever. I imagine, but because it's a specialty item, it's like the Mexican pizza situation. <coughs> it's the only thing on the menu that takes this bun and this barbecue sauce. So it's like a whole lot of money to produce just one item. Um, mm. So I can see why it might it might be a revenue burner for them. So they have to do gimmicky shit like this to, to make it sell out. I've had... Uh, some McRibs in my time, especially the first time it hit the menu. I did have it quite a bit. Um, and but now that I've like rethought my whole position on the McDonald's menu since the pink goo situation happened and the they left out the hamburger and the shit didn't rot for several years, so I really don't eat McDonald's like that anymore. But I've been having this moment with myself, I kind of <laughs> shared a little bit with y'all, like. My cholesterol kind of high. I'm having to like change the way that I think about food. But am I maybe gonna get a McRib? For <laughs> like, <last time? laughs> I think well, I might. I think, sure part the, go ahead. I think part I think of the reason trash. why, um, well, I agree with you. The last time I had it, I is it a big difference between it or I remember eating it as a kid and how it tasted mm-hmm. compared mm-hmm. to the last one I had, which was like a year ago. <clears throat> but I think part of the reason why they would entertain the idea of not bringing it back is the rising pork prices. Like they're oh, insane. Yeah. It's part of why they only do it like once a year. So, it, and to what you said too about the, the ingredients it takes to make it all being specialty items. And I will say this regarding the Mexican pizza, since it has come back, it sucks ass. Something on it is different. Damn. It does not taste the same. They killed a good thing. I had two in California, and they were really good, but I haven't had one since, like, May. <coughs> yeah, so they, they brought it back in May. Then yeah. it, like, went away after, like, a week. Then mm-hmm. they brought it back permanently, like, a month ago. Yeah, I've, I've had, had it twice. In, yeah, I've had it twice since then. Something in that sauce is different. It does not taste the same. Damn it. They so, probably had to cut corners to mass produce it. Because, yeah. And see, the Mc, the McRib, like... The idea of getting pork from McDonald's really fucks with me in a way that it didn't before. I never would even think about it before. And like, I know it's like pure, you know, pig back and toes and whatever smashed into a patty that's shaped like a rib. Like I'm, I eat hot dogs. It's not, I'm not fooling myself with that, but I think it's just my whole mindset of eating weird processed food has changed so much since the last time that I had a McRib that will I bite into it and be disgusted and waste my money or am I going to be like oh yeah this shit hit and I don't ever need this again though I feel like sometimes it's okay to waste that that couple bucks 
to for learn a finali- lesson. <laughs> yeah, for finality's sake, to, to know, yeah. like, you gave it one last try. Yeah. Supposedly, Arby's has a, a rib sandwich right now. Push so T-Spin some, some new bars about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, he's bad. Look, I got to say, is, Push is very good at what he does. And he once again, he's rapper. Spitting some rhymes about the smokehouse because he keep throwing these little drug references even on the humble even in these Arby's raps <laughs> and 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 McDonald forgive me Arby's rib sandwich <clears throat> looks way more I don't know tantalizing is the turn of phrase I don't really want to toss about but it does look way like wow that's an impressive looking up it looks like sandwich. actual ribs like rather than McDonald's like cartoonish like right. molded thing but that's. Part of that, though, is the beauty of McDonald's. Like, growing up, you, we, we had that cartoon wonderland. Like, our food was food, but it wasn't really food. And it's hard to, like, yeah. it's hard. Like, I have two McDonald's buckets sitting right next to me right now with two more upstairs. I love watching the old commercials of Ronald McDonald and the scarf running around with the Fry Guys in wintertime and, you know, the Chicken McNuggets with the Halloween costumes and shit. I don't care that the food sucks ass. If it maintains the nostalgia that I oh. have from when I was a kid with that restaurant, it like yeah, I meal. we were just talking about that um, adult happy <laughs> meal and how everybody who works at McDonald's was like, "Bro, please stop ordering this shit because it yeah. was driving them crazy." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I'm for the nostalgia that McDonald's provides. Uh, after I've been sick these past few years, when I get take uh, what do you call it from the hospital. I uh, passed by the McDonald's as a treat to myself. Um, but like that Arby sandwich, I feel like that doesn't work because people go to Arby's for the roast beef sandwich. So I don't know why I would go to Arby's and want to get a rib sandwich. It did look, I, I don't imagine it looks like that when they <laughs> serve it to you, but it did look good in that picture. I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I will say this, that that burger that Arby's had a couple months ago was fire. I it was see, good. And we don't have an Arby's around here. I love Arby's, but I do think in the great <laughs> fast food debate, the thing that I have learned moving to different geographical areas of the country is shit tastes different in different places. Mm-hmm. And so I understand why everybody over here talks shit about Arby's because when I went to the Arby's in North Carolina, it was Arby's, but there was just something a little different about it. Like the chili at Wendy's in the South is sweet. It's not sweet at home. So like, I think it's just uh, people and like, obviously you're entitled to not like Arby's shout out to Rod, but like, mm-hmm. I love Arby's. I don't have no shame <laughs> about loving Arby's, but I, I, they used to have a fire chicken sandwich that they have changed. It's been years, but I don't know that I'm going to Arby's like, let me get a rib sandwich. But they had like those sliced bread sandwiches for the longest time that I guess people have bought. Yeah. The, the versatility. Arby's this night. Yeah. <laughs> the versatility in Arby's menu is, is extraordinary. Like where else can you go to a drive through and get a fucking Reuben, you know? Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you get a Reuben. You can get a gyro. You can get some nice apple turnovers. You can get mac and cheese. I had no idea. Bruh. Um, yeah, you it, ask for apple turnover, and they're gonna tell you all they got is cherry, and then it's <laughs> gonna, it'll go the other way. And I'm gonna throw my Jamocha shake right at them. Yeah, their cookies are pretty good, you know. They still got yeah. that partnership with um Baskin Robbins because Jamocha is a trademark 31 flavor. Oh, yeah, well, I've been drinking Jamocha shakes since they first came out, and that's when I lived in Tennessee. So that like, it's been a minute since I've been yeah. drinking Jamocha shakes. So 
Oh, yeah, I don't man. know. I think I probably will get a McRib. I would love it if I could get a McRib in a bucket because I want one of them too. Uh, but yeah. The amount yeah, of McDonald's I've had over the last, when the buckets came out, last week? Last week, yeah. In that week, the amount of McDonald's <laughs> that has been in my house as Vanessa wanted all them damn buckets and, and, and who am I not to get my lady what she wants Right, has been bonkers. I had had this much McDonald's in years. Yeah, that's but, how I get you. The player part is if you use the McDonald's app, it just build points. Free shit. Th- three out of like them five McDonald's the meals was free. I just used my points, went and got my bucket. When I went when I left your house the other day, box, I went to the one that you told me had the green buckets. You can do the app even in the store. Because I told you I was gonna go in the store to make certain it was, I was getting what I was getting. So I'll, mm-hmm. you could even use the app inside the store now. They have a, a thing that'll scan your code. And I was like, well, this is this is fantastic. And so I walked out with a, that 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 green bucket was free, didn't cost me anything but time, and that I had to spend that day. So, so all three buckets is on my table over yonder, and my lady is sated. <laughs> and, 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 and so, and uh, McDonald's won't get a revisit here uh, in, in the remainder of uh, uh, of twenty twenty two. That's real. That green one is super cute, right? It really is. I like it. You get the That's green the one. one I want. Yes, I did. Excellent, excellent. Yeah. I, um, the other day. Um, <laughs> that, uh, that's this is what I, I really was gonna talk about. Uh, we went on a nature hike the other day. I saw, um, and uh, man, them boys. Anywho, uh, <laughs> after um, after that, um, I took them to uh, to McDonald's, which we were originally going like you know go sit in a park and eat and stuff. I took them home um, <laughs> and got them buckets. Yeah, we got buckets. <laughs> oh my goodness. There you go. The McRib, whose time might be short. So I'm going to tell you right now, get out there and get your McRib on if you go hard for the McRib. Uh, I saw some video on Twitter yesterday and Twitter, the whole the place where, you know, everybody wants to take away your uh, your joy. Man. Uh, they was like, how could you even call this food? And then, then, <laughs> and then, and then the internet was like, hold on, homie. You ain't going to be talking greasy about this dude because... That is one of a, 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 a franchisee who does a very good of a very good uh, of TikTok or whatever or reels or whatever of what it is like to run the McDonald's. As you can see, it's a very clean. It's very well done. Guess what? Meat comes frozen for to most restaurants. And that's just what it is. Because all oh, this is a form shaped patty. It just it just looks like it looked like a Flintstones ribs when it's in its uncooked form. If you're wondering what it looks like, and he yeah, walked he, through the process of making a uh, making a McRib, making McRibs at a industrial not industrial but at a at a restaurant level, and he just put them on there and he cooked them up and he showed how you put them in the sauce and so forth. It was a really interesting video, and I was I was I don't. I don't go to the internet for beef. I actually try to avoid looking at it, but I was happy that the internet quickly gathered that motherfucker was like, you're going to be talking shit about this man who's just trying to share the good word of McDonald's from <laughs> the McDonald's that he owns and takes care of. You know what I'm saying? And is proud of his work. It was just like one journalist person in particular who was just like appalled and how disgusting it was. And the whole internet came together to be like, friend, how do you think they make a fucking processed rib sandwich at the McDonald's? <laughs> Yeah, like when you guys were in kids, uh, were kids, you guys didn't have these um, the 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 riblet um, sandwiches at school. No, I don't recall ever having a riblet we, we sandwich. Did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, used well, kind of like a, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying y'all y'all went to a similar school district within years of one another. It makes sense that y'all would have would have had yeah. those. So I mean, I never had a real McRib before, but I definitely had one of those um one of them riblets sandwiches at school. <laughs> that, like McDonald's uses like a sweet sauce. The lunchroom used like a smoky <laughs> sauce. Mm. Is it the I mean, same what do you want me to call it? the school lunchroom? Like it was the cafeteria, like, like but you you put your French fingers. I mean, yeah, yeah, tell you, tell you, the lunchroom. But let's anyway. not let's not act like they didn't have some bangers, man. Like those little Mexican pizzas that are shaped like stop signs. The octagon, the octagon pizza. <laughs> you, know, you can get you can get that at Ohio Pizza Co. It's on the secret menu. All you gotta do is go in and ask. Uh, one thing, I, my so heart, a full my size heart still burns for are those peanut butter and jelly crackers that like. I Google every six months to see if um, I've spent more time on the internet trying to find that for you than I do most OnlyFans pages. I'm trying to find for free. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Daniel, pay your sex workers. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay, Mister Pot. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, 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 hey! I have visited, but oftentimes, like I said, I I come out the pocket when need be. Okay, wait. Rachel Dolezal, y'all, did y'all go look? I have, I have, I have seen, uh, I have seen her uh, work. After, after you tweeted that, I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) I saw, I saw that one picture on Twitter, and that's all I saw. I just like how the internet tried to play her like she's not attractive. Like she's a lot of things, but the lady did not have a a bad body at all. Like I was was like (laughs) surprised. Is an understatement. Yeah, I'm just like, all right, Rachel. What you <laughs> said right, though you is my. That's my main problem with people though. When they don't like something you did or something that you 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 feel or whatever, they'll discredit you for everything else that you you're involved with. Yeah. It doesn't matter if the, if they even really like it, they will shit on it just because they're like upset with you and in their mind, like you're this big problem, you know. Or revisionist history, like because you did a fucked up thing now, everything that you've contributed mm-hmm. is invalid or it sucks or whatever. Like, come on, come on, guys. We don't have to lie. With them pictures she contributed. Um, <laughs> like I said, like I don't I don't like she's in her forties, like her late forties, right? This is like a lot of bravery involved in that, like if we're being honest. She, like she about my age. I would say just like to, to go through what she went through. And to still go out there and do that, you know? Well, this is how she pays her bills because nobody will hire her. Um, yeah. But she's uh, one thing. Point. One thing I did learn is that she wasn't pulling the okie doke on anyone who's ever seen her naked because pink nipples. <laughs> 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 you can run that game to everybody who hasn't seen you naked, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> soon as I saw them nipples, I was like, that Steve Carell gif, this is a white. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, in, in, the, in the realm of, of, of me, uh, took my kids to ENT the other day uh, for literally a look at their ear, nose, and throat because my kid has, as it turns out, just awful tonsils that will have to be removed and that sucks and is uh, its own brand of whatever. But this bit of hilarity. So, you know, my, 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 my son is my, is my, my youngest son is, uh, is my guy. 
and the doctor takes us to go to see the lady who uh, is doing the uh, the appointment. And me and Lee both are like going to the car, and we like, did you see that lady's titties? <laughs> <laughs> and Lee was like, yeah, they was out there. I was like, yeah, they was really out there. And I was like, them things thanging. Them things was thanging, <laughs> but it made me laugh so hard because I'm like, why is this lady in this doctor's office? I'm not, not I'm not I'm not knocking it. You wherever you want to wear love, you want to love you, you want to be. But she really had a own display. And I was like, this, there, there is a level of professionalism <laughs> that is expected. Yeah. Careful, T. That someone's going to get a hold of this, and that there's going to be internet video, uh, background checks are going to be ran on all of us. You're trying to get us fired. Hey, man, I, uh, I, I fully appreciate that woman. She called me back later in the day to make sure we got the appointment set up, and so forth and so on. So, uh, props to her, respect on it. But I was, I was like. I know everybody in this one. She got her own little office, but not an office space. It was like a, a little separated area, mm. but it did have a door. So, I mean, pretty much an office. And I'm like, I know everybody in this office must hate this woman. They be talking wild records about her behind her back. Oh, I you know. know. It. You I know. know it. And, and then and, they go home and she that bitch at work. That all you got to out. <laughs> what a world we live in. <laughs> I, I, la- I laugh because I, I, I love the, 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 the new dudely nature of my of my of, of this child of mine, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> who as they come as they come into uh, um, you know man late to the game, I, I and uh, we be in like family therapy and stuff, and I oftentimes talk about how it's my I I I am of course because they are uh, new to being a dude, I am therefore late to duding them up, but that is where I'm at right now with them, mm-hmm. trying to you know okay, this is what kind of things we do, this is kind of our dudely behavior. How to how to dap a motherfucker up? What to ask with the barbershop, Things like that. There and uh, that has been uh, it's been one of the, the most rewarding parts of, of of my of my child's transition has been. All right, let's let's get you here I, as quick as I can. Let me get you into into uh, into man shape <laughs> and, uh, and 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 like I said things like that. That was just like. We both saw him, and we both knew what was happening. And it has to be respected, and it will be. So, hey, man, props to that lady. Well done. Yeah, I, 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 I was really taken up. I was really taken aback. But I, I was like, "Damn, doctor, what you doing?" <laughs> His scheduling, uh, scheduling, whatever her title is. But I was like, "That's wild." But. Yeah, in December. They they was trying to get my kid to have them tonsils out like way sooner. We're not trying. They were like, Did you do it this day or you do it a month later? I'm like, let's go for the month later. Let's let we in the middle of some things. So let me let's let's get some stuff taken care of and we will do we will do that next month. So that'll be interesting uh to see how that is. I got my tonsils taken out when I was a little man. And I still uh, have mine. I mean, if they, unless they get cause you issue, I mean, you're good. I, mean, you have- I still have my tonsils and I still have my wisdom teeth and I still have my, uh, what's the appendix. stomach thing? Yeah, I still have my appendix. <laughs> I got all my original parts. I don't uh, have my wisdom teeth, but I have my tonsils and appendix. Yeah. I don't have a uterus, though. I'm down one uterus. <laughs> <laughs> that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I had my wisdom tips taken out some years ago. They came in in a funked up way and they cracked each other. They, oh. The way my mouth was crowded, it was a yeah, it was a wild situation with that. I had like eight teeth removed in like one go. 
It was terrible. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was like top bottom. Yeah, it was it was it was no bueno for real, for real. So don't 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 if your if your wisdom teeth are something that people are looking at earlier in life and they're like, hey, that could be problematic later. Get rid of them. <laughs> at least get one of them out or something, you know, leave some space back there so they so they can they can move about. We'll slide on over to Reddit. I feel like Reddit is the dark web, but I'm also like a nana. I, I gotta tell you, so when I'm on, I'm, and like I said, so my main place that I'm on Reddit is Hip Hop Vinyl. Okay. It's exactly, what you, it's exactly what you think it is. It is motherfuckers showing off their records, uh, hip hop records. And every now and again, somebody comes in and trying to do something different. They're like, bruh, this is for hip hop records. Get that <laughs> shit out of here. Okay. <laughs> they be, and they be real about that. So, like I said, don't come through trying to show me your videos. Don't come through trying to ask you what I think about something. We show records here. And that's what's up. So that's 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 basically so where what Reddit ends up being is just these hyper specific uh, little groups. But what, what becomes problematic is, well, then you can probably find you a corner of real racist Reddit or real sexist Reddit and stuff like that there. And people like foment groups and these things. Right? Like me, I'm hanging with a bunch of old dudes who buy hip hop records. Gotcha. And chill, and young people who call them vinyls, and I want to choke them out every time they say it. Like that <laughs> like, is not the record. word. <laughs> <laughs> Giving off a bad vibe there, T. I, I actually, I actually did, did you see? Did you see the tweet I put out this morning for this show? I did, no. and I didn't. It says it says immaculate vibes because it had to. <laughs> so now I'm mad. I know, Daniel. I know. <laughs> but people, you know how it is, man. Each week we uh, walk on down to Reddit Avenue and uh, take this shit higher to the subreddit. Am I the asshole where I will read you several of these and we will decide who is or who is not the asshole. This first one, I'd like to see what y'all think. Am I the asshole for not letting my ex take our kids out of state to go visit their grandfather who is in poor health? Hmm. My ex-husband and I divorced four years ago. We have two kids, 10 and 8. We had split custody for two years, but I was offered a promotion that would require a move a couple of years ago, and I filed a petition in court to grant me primary custody so I could take my kids with me to my, to my new location. The judge granted me that. I moved about six hours away from where my ex lived. Last year, he moved closer to us, and he currently lives about an hour away. He filed a petition in court to go back to split custody, but our local courts are backed up, and we haven't even had a hearing for it yet. He currently gets our kids one weekend a month, sometime on holidays, and a month during the summer. My ex's dad is in poor health and is currently in hospice care. My ex says that he doesn't know how much time he has left. My ex wants to take our kids to go visit their grandpa before he passes. But the grandparents live in a different state that will require air travel. Max wants to pull the kids out of school for a week so that they can spend time with their grandpa and not have to feel like everything is rushed and chaotic. I feel bad that his dad is dying, but I don't want him to take the kids out of school for this, let alone bring them halfway across the country. It's not that I don't trust him, but this whole ideal seems very short-sighted to me. Not to mention that our current custody agreement requires him to have my permission to take the kids across state lines since I have primary custody. I asked him if that could wait until Thanksgiving so that they could spend three to four days without having to take the kids out of school. But my ex doesn't know if his dad will still be alive by then. I did tell him that I would give him permission to take the kids to see his dad if he didn't take them out of school at all, which means that they would have to fly out on a Friday night, spend Saturday with his parents, and then fly back Sunday in time to get the kids back to school for, for me to get to school 
on Monday. You get to get the kids to go on Monday. This would have to, this would have to take place on his scheduled weekends with the kids. He said that's a not enough time to spend with any spend any meaningful time together. And I told him that that's the best offer I could do, and that a short visit is still better than nothing at all. I also don't really feel comfortable with the idea that his dad could literally die in front of my kids. That would be horribly traumatic for them, and I don't want to risk that sort of thing happening. Max is now practically begging me to let him do this, but when I refused I, and told him that the weekend trip is my final offer, he got upset with me. He started ranting about how I already took his kids from him once, and now I'm being uh, being a callous bitch. <coughs> I told him to be careful before he says something that I can use against him in court, and oh. that he should be grateful I'm even entertaining the idea of him taking the kids for a weekend. I'm going to refresh this because it's been open since I uh, since I since I first pulled this story. First of all, I want to see if it's still even on Reddit. Because sometimes shit like this be like, nope, gone, <coughs> raka. I knew it. <laughs> it was it was too much assholery to be <clears throat> honest. And the moderators removed this one. They didn't say why they removed it. Oh, uh, the post has been removed due to the status of the original poster's account. The account is currently shadow banned or suspended, suggesting this account is in violation of Reddit terms of service. That story was a little too jerk for me to believe is honest. And of course, we you, seems to have uh, taken care of that. You would like to think, but like, I don't know. Like to me, this is completely in the realm of possibility. This is real. No, no doubt. And we will speak on that. Okay. So I legally, this woman isn't within her rights to make the decision that she has made. However, she is being an asshole and a bitch. In this case, I don't know their relationship. I don't know why they got divorced. I think all, you know all, why. <laughs> I, mean, I, I have a, an inkling. Yeah. But like, this woman is just, can, can, can you do, like, the fucking hospice is like, you could go at any fucking moment. Like, oh, could, that's not a good time for me. Can you move this back three weeks? Like, come on now. Like, if these kids are close to their grandparent, their grandpa, and, you know, this means that much to everybody. Just fucking let them go for it. Like, the school's not that big a fucking deal. I learned all kinds of shit in school that I never use a day in my life. You can miss a week. It ain't a big fucking deal. Yeah. Uh, again, assuming this was real, uh, this might be one of the worst people I've ever had. Re- I've read them an asshole about. Cruel and, 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 and just vindictive in a way that I'm like, did that man beat you? Because then I could be like, okay, I get it. <laughs> You know, it, 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 it makes more sense. I was also like, while while you were reading it, I'm like, oh, maybe she's worried that like he'll take them and never come back. Because I I, I have a buddy that I, I played Magic together with in high school. A couple years ago, he started playing again. We went to a couple tournaments out like uh, in Columbus and stuff. And he was telling me about how his wife's from Canada. And he doesn't want her taking the kids up to Canada without him. Cause then like she may just may decide to never come back for some reason. Like mm. not that, not that there's anything wrong with their marriage. I feel you, but, but, but like you never fucking know, you know? But and like, so I, that's where my mind wasn't at initially. But then she even says in the fucking thing, like I'm not worried about him taking him across state lines. That's fine. So I'm like, okay, so that's not a concern. But then when she throws the line in there about like, be careful what you say, I'll use it against you in court. You told on yourself. Yeah, and uh, I, I truly, I would think any judge once they got once they get a hold of this would be like, uh, yeah, this is fine. He's within an hour. He he should be able to see his children more often than, than this current arrangement allows. And also, 
the fact that you didn't allow him to take his chance to go see his grandpa before he before he died would actually be used against you in court. I I was really taken aback by that. I'm glad I that's why I had to refresh. I'm like, let me refresh this because man. She act like he was going to call the kids in the room like, Grandpa's dying. Come in here and sit right here while he dies. It's like, and and like the yeah, compromise. Blood. Right. Like, <laughs> Grandpa. <laughs> the compromise should have been, yes, take the kids for a week. But when he passes, unfortunately, I don't think it would be a good idea for them to go to the funeral, especially yeah. if it's very soon after he passes away. For like, sure. But They're- yeah, asshole, <laughs> asshole, asshole. Uh, there was one indeed one glow in the dark comment that we always like to give those their 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 shine, and this person is usually right to they don't have a title on the, in this particular Reddit right now, but it does say this. In my opinion, you're the asshole. You moved for you, took away his ability to see his kids regularly for starters. Now it's closer, and you're not making any accommodations, but once a month in summer, just like before you move. And now, as his dad is dying, you're pulling a best interest of the kids card. No, you haven't had their best interest at heart this whole time. You did what you did for you. Them missing a few days of school is not going to set them back. I think you're being incredibly selfish and inflexible. After all you've done thus far to keep your kids from their father, the least you could do is grant him this time. That got 10.4 thousand likes and a lot of awards. Reddit was really on this person's side. And, uh, oh, wait a minute. A second glow of the dark comment, you know, like I said, we always try to give them their peas. Uh, as a hospice chaplain, a huge honking can't wait, can't say what I want to say or I'll be banned. Mm. You're the asshole. There is a reason we encourage younger family members to come early. We don't want them there as the patient passes. His dad could be alive at Thanksgiving, but is he going to be conscious or coherent? Is he going to be able to talk to them and carry on a conversation that expresses love and acknowledge with them? Acknowledge when they tell him how they feel about him. Also, it would increase the risk that they are there as he passes. If you know, wait, you know what I'm saying? Also, at his age, if it's been a few years since they've seen him, it could be a huge shock to see his declines. I've had adult children of patients, people in their 50s and 60s, shock at changes they that have occurred only a few months after only a few months. From your post, it sounds like it's been years since they've seen him. So that they will need time to process and talk far more than 24 hours. What you're doing is setting up your kids to be emotionally traumatized from one day learning they were denied the opportunity to say goodbye or having their goodbyes rushed. It's also better to have have their goodbyes earlier to ensure that the that they aren't there as he dies. Also, there are generally warning signs put signs with hospice patients. We can tell when they are within hours or days of passing based upon breathing cognition level, appetite, fluid intake, and other factors. I say this as a professional who speaks with the dying five days a week and as someone who has the, has who was that grandchild. Please stop being an asshole and let your kids say goodbye. It's what I wish I had been able to do with my grandmother when I was just a few years older than your kids. <clears throat> Thank you, my guy. Uh, Perspective. That the the link for this is in, in the, already is already in the show notes, but I don't know if it'll still be there because, like I said, usually when they shut one down, it'll it'll soon get blanked out of existence. But there you go. Whew. Uh, let's see. This one is a little more. Ha! Am I the asshole for planning my own trip at the same time as my former friend's trip after she uninvited me and accused <laughs> and accusing her of slut shaming me? 
So this is a lot all at once, okay? I had what was supposed to be a discreet arrangement with my ex, Nick. We've had this arrangement for years, and it's been on and off, depending on if we're dating other people. He broke up with his girlfriend, Rachel, last month, and she found out about (laughs) our arrangement and was angry about it, even though it's been on pause since before they started dating. (laughs) Every year, our friendship group goes on vacation together. My friend Alice usually plans the trip. Alice uninvited me this year because Rachel told her Nick cheated on her with me, so she didn't want to be around me. I explained I explained our arrangement because I didn't want her to think what Rachel said was true. She told me she didn't think Nick would flaunt his sugar baby in front of Rachel right now, <laughs> so I couldn't go on the trip. Even though Nick is still invited, what the fuck? Nick is still invited, and none of our friends have even have ever suspected something was going on. So we clearly aren't flaunting anything. I told her what she was doing was slut shaming, but she denied it and said I was still uninvited. I'm still really annoyed that I'm being excluded. So I decided to plan my own trip at the same time and to tell everybody why Alice uninvited me. That's what's up. Uninvited me in the first place. (coughs) Nick decided to come on mine with come on (laughs) mine, which caused half the group to join mine, too. Yes, I know. I saw it. (laughs) (laughs) Alice is upset with me because she thinks I twisted what happened and that I'm making her look like the bad guy when she was just trying to make sure Rachel was comfortable after what me and Nick did to her. Since half the group is going on my trip and I've made the trip a lot more expensive for the others, which they're I've also made the trip a lot more expensive for others, which they're unhappy about. Am I the asshole? No. I would say not the asshole, but definitely petty as fuck. But I think this is the kind of petty that levels off the scales. What I don't understand is like, why is the new girlfriend getting all these accommodations? Like, isn't she friends with the friends? Like the only ex is the boyfriend. The, The fact that he was still invited and she kicked her out. Tells me everything I need to know about this. Sometimes, man, women be wilding on each other. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) you gonna let this dude come who you just said was cheating? If if it was cheating, why is he on? Why is he cool? Right. Damn shame. All right. I refresh that. It's still available on Reddit. So that one's still there. I'm trying to see if I see anybody who has a comment that uh, is worth. Box, do you have any opinion on this while I scroll through there? I think you guys have said it all. That's my roundabout way of saying I don't. That's all to the good. All to the good. Uh, Let me give this one. Not the asshole. If you phrased it as on pause, I can see why Rachel would break up with Nick. It sounds like you were planning to resume at some point, but that doesn't make anyone an asshole. It's just what each person is comfortable with. And that apparently that's apparently her limit. Rachel became an asshole when she lied about Nick cheating with you. Alice became a bigger asshole when she disinvited you and not Nick. If it had been true that he was cheating, he's the worst offender since he was the one in that relationship. Beyond that, you have every right to organize your own trip. And it's and if it's clear you're not invited to her on hers, why shouldn't it be at the same time? And isn't everyone free to choose which they'd like to attend? If I got some Reddit money, I'm going to give you an award myself. I'm about to get a student an award. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see if I can find something cheap. There you go. You get this. Uh, what is this one called? It's like the high five. 
Now, I don't like that. That's a heart. I don't want to be giving nothing that has uh, no hearts in it. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> All right. This one yeah, looks like. This one looks like people she could have had her trip at a different time and they still would have had to choose between because if they were close enough together, it would still be making people decide as like passive aggressively petty. I don't think she's an asshole. I just I have questions for the trip coordinator. For sure. <laughs> oh, look, I got one. It's one that's just a high five. That's the award I'm about to give this person for that, that, that comment. I respect it. There you go. Give. There you go, people. I did that live. <laughs> and now Reddit's like, don't you want to buy some more coins? Like, no, Reddit. I barely want to buy the five dollars worth I bought the first time <laughs> I did that back in the day. That I still have coins on that I'm going to use. All right. Last one. Am I the asshole for telling my ex I don't want our kid around him because he is polyamorous? All right. Oh, Got a couple. Well, this one I actually want to see how to read it because the way they edit it is funky. Uh, so here, they, they put their edits above, which is weird. You know what I'm saying? That's not the, the standard Reddit way of doing things, but we'll start here at the bottom. My ex, excuse me, my 22 female ex, 24 male, and I split up a year ago. We have a daughter who is almost three. Our breakup was fine. We're still friends and co-parenting. But a few months ago, he told me he was thinking about exploring polyamory, which I think is fine despite the title. I have no issues with polyamory. My issue is that he has quite a few people he sees on a regular basis now. I'm aware of at least four people he sees and considers his friends with benefits slash casual partners. When I dropped my daughter off with him for a weekend, he had a girl I had never met staying with them. When I went to pick her up, he was saying he was going to the airport to pick up this couple he had met online. Work. My daughter is old enough to start realizing who these people are and keeps telling me that daddy's girlfriend about daddy's girlfriend and even why does daddy have a girlfriend and a boyfriend? He's bisexual. Honestly, it makes me worried that he keeps bringing so many people around her. I think it makes her a little confused. And also, I don't know how to, how, how well he vets these people before letting her see them. Last weekend, he asked if we could, we could reschedule his time with our daughter because he had a new date coming up. And I sort of freaked out on him and told him I'm not comfortable with this arrangement. And I don't think his polyamory is healthy for our kid. He sees her on weekends and sometimes longer, depending. We don't have a legal custody agreement because we have we have done a good job so far figuring out on our own. But I told him that until he stops bringing so many people around her, I'm not comfortable letting her stay at his house, especially if other adults are staying with him as well. He said I'm being irrational and he can stop letting people stay over when she's there. But people are poly and I can't shelter her from that forever. He also accused me of being homophobic because I did specifically say letting random grown men around her Mm. when he never had a fight. We never had a fight this big before. My mom says I was wrong because he he has shown to be a good dad. But I'm still uncomfortable with this. Am I wrong? There are a couple of edits, but still. She didn't ask for your asshole, just in my room. Correct. <laughs> Which already violates the trust of this uh, this sacred uh, subreddit that we are within. Um, here, let me give you a couple of the edits. Edit, because I want to clear something up. Me and my ex have actually haven't been together romantically since before she was born. But we were living together up until last year because he got a new girlfriend and wanted to move out, which was fine. And I had no issue with that. 
I said split up because before that we were living together and co-parenting together, even though we weren't actually together. I'm not jealous of him dating other people. I'm also, I am also dating, LOL. My main issue is that he's letting her be around so many people, so, so many strange adults. And I am concerned for her safety, both physically and mentally, because she had met his prior girlfriend and they only broke up three weeks before he started seeing new people and bringing them around. I don't know if that adds context, but it definitely it's definitely more of a safety concern on my end than anything else. Edit number two. Honestly, I really didn't know anything about polyamory. Yeah, that shit was so obvious, my dude, about polyamory before he started doing it. And he's explained and, and he explained that to him. The people are not random strangers because they are his partners. So that's why I associated this with his polyamory. Obviously, I don't actually want to cut him off from our daughter because of this. But what I mean, what I meant was more that I don't think the the way he is practicing it is responsible. I think I'm going to talk to him about setting up a legal custody agreement, like many of you have suggested, because it's better for the long run. And also, obviously, I apply these rules to myself, too. I actually have been seeing someone, but I I haven't introduced him to my daughter yet because I don't think that's responsible as it's very new. So I'm going to speak from a parent perspective of introducing your children to somebody you're seeing. I was dating Vanessa for a good eight months before my kids met Vanessa. And they only met Vanessa because it got late. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to get my kids. I'm sorry, you're about to meet him. <laughs> it just got late in the day and I had to go snag him from school. And uh, time got away from us. And uh, so, cause, cause, so if that hadn't happened, probably would have been a bit further out before Vanessa had met my kids. So I, I, I was, and, 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 and my, uh, my ex-wife was also, we were also very kind of like, mm, let's not be introducing people to the children until we got to know what we're doing with these people. You know what I'm saying? See what she was going ahead. That way nobody's in and out of their lives and, and so forth and so on. And we know them and we had, we've had experience. Or whatever. So that's that. So I, I, I were that truly what I thought was happening here. Sure. I could probably be on her team, but like, yeah, you probably should be, you know, get to know these people. Blah, 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 blah. But he does seem to know these people. These is his, like, the, the, these are people he considers his partners, not, his tail, you know what I'm saying? And she just thinks these are hosey fucking around with it's the way the way that 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 was written. You're like you you just fucking around. Like, no, these are my partners. I am partnered with these people. They 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 mean a lot to me. I I do know them. I know them well enough to be, you know, invite them into my space and they they can and probably should meet my kid at some point. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if uh his polyamory is the issue. Despite her saying she's not jealous, it comes off as jealous. And like then, then, then she just says, but but I'm not jealous and it's my kid. So I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a little I think it's a hard transition for the person who's not in that lifestyle. Yeah. To understand. Like I have friends that are currently may even be divorced now. I'm not even sure if the paperwork's signed. But that's kind of a similar situation, where it's like one person wants to live more of a lifestyle like that, and the other person was more in the monogamy of it's me and you, and now mm-hmm. they're 
Yeah, I can hear that box. I can see that. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a transition for people, uh, for, for, for all involved. All I see throughout Reddit is people saying, not the asshole, and you should have a legal custody arrangement. And then I'm trying to see if people are who is what here. I want to make sure everyone talks before I have my, because I have several. <laughs> I, I know you're about to cook. I, I, I got you. Uh, all right. I'm going to read you this one just because this seems whatever. Uh, yo, polyamory, as far as I understand it, is having multiple relationships. As a revolving door is called sleeping around, which is cool too. He may have one person in an open relationship where they sleep with others. Fine. But then why bring those others home? He could be, uh, he could be a monogamous dude even. Bottom line, whatever you call it, you don't introduce everyone to your kids. They need stability. Mm. Unless you do. Yeah. I, I ain't going to read no more of that. That just ticked me off. Let me tell you something right here. I'm, I'm just going to be real real with you right quick. Children are so fucking adaptable. All you got to do is say, daddy has a lot of, of, of people who he, who he loves and who loves him. And kids will be like, cool. Thank you for that explanation. If they say anything at all. Yeah. It's they would just weird going. if you make it weird, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not a parent. And I remember my parents kind of, I kind of remember my parents dating when they split up. And my mom never really brought men around us until it was serious. But, like, those all ended. And, like, I'm not traumatized by any of it. So, it's like, I understand wanting to not get your kids like attached to a person but i think yeah. that there's a mile of road between like introducing your kids to different people versus people becoming like coming to the birthday party and you know taking them to school like it's it's not like every person that comes into the kid's life is maybe having a significant it's just like if you have a ton of friends are your your friends going to your kids going to feel a type of way that you have a ton of friends Correct. Yeah, that's that. that it's it's, a, it's such an easy explanation that it's weird that this person is taken there. If this person says everyone sucks here. Learn to communicate better. Whether he's polyamorous or not, absolutely none of your business. Whether he brings complete strangers around your daughter all the time is your business. Get yourself to court. Get an arrangement on paper that there will be no strangers brought to the home until he is in a long-term relationship with them. If he has the child half the week. He has the other half of the week to pursue hooking up with complete strangers without time. I think people are thinking that this dude is just fucking her hoeing because that's the way she described it. And I don't think that's what this dude is actually doing. I think this person, this man has met people that he feels comfortable enough to bring into his home. And she's just finding out about how many people he actually is in, in, in his, in his Sorry. couple, throuple, triad, whatever the hell he is with, however many number of people he is with. And that's where I think it's off. And I think people who are who are reading this because they they are only taking what they have in front of them is that my man is like you know getting up jump the boogie. And it's pro- I don't think there were a like- lot of tells. The main tell for me was that this was a person, and you know I I'll take her at face value. You're not jealous. You're not in love with him no more. You you've moved on. You're dating someone else. But the first and biggest tell for me is that up until very recently you were still living with this person. So now. All of a sudden, a person that you used to be married to, that you've raised children with, that that was so good at that shit that y'all were still able to cohabitate after you got a divorce. All of a sudden, this motherfucker is so irresponsible that you cannot trust that he's not going to put your children's lives in danger by not vetting the adults he brings around them. But he was fine enough to like share a household with and bills and responsible. Like, but now... 
Now he's like letting weirdos around the kids. And like, I'm not a parent. I can't speak as a parent. But just because you would do something one way does not mean that your co-parent has to do it the same way as you. So she waited to introduce the guy she was dating to her kids. What if that don't work out? And in three more years or five more years, she dating somebody new. It don't matter how long you wait to introduce them. Eventually you're going to. Eventually that relationship dissolves and you have to explain that to your children. And she's homophobic, clearly. And she doesn't know shit about polyamory. And it's there's some slut shaming that's going on. Because, you know, whether or not he's having sex with those people... It's not her business. And I'm more than sure that the kids don't know that there is sex happening. If anything, the adults are the ones who are insinuating of things of a nefarious nature happening. Um, I About the partners thing, whatever, like some polyamorous people will call you their partner after like three, four days, but they mean that shit. There's so little sex happening and so much like love and connection and commitment and scheduling and all these things happening. So she's if she's uncomfortable with her ex-husband being bisexual openly in front of her children, that's, that's something she's going to have to deal with because he is bisexual. <laughs> and if she's uncomfortable with him dating and bringing people around her kids... <clears throat> Then that's something she's going to have to deal with. But this, like, you need to get a custody arrangement. You need to involve the law. What is he doing that is so harmful? To, like, there is, she's trying to make it sound like he's having a full-on orgy and sex party in front of the kids. Yeah. And if that's the case, then they shouldn't be with him at all. But even then, it's like, I don't, not condoning orgies and sex parties in front of children but the shit that i grew up around that i was around some very adult situations with my parents but i always knew i am a kid they are adult doing adult shit and i'm going to the room while they have a a huge party and people are like whipping out pistols and getting drunk and shit like i'm going to bed (laughs) this is this is not for me but like you know, and my mom went through that same thing with my dad because they were going through a hateful, awful, bitter divorce. She tried to say this was an unfit environment, whatever, whatever. Like, I don't know. Sure. Maybe I shouldn't have been at the bar or whatever, but it's not like I was drinking. I was just, <coughs> my dad went to a van club. I hung out at the motherfucking van club. And I think the more you get kids used to things, the more normal things are for children. Like, there is nothing wrong with polyamory. Let me say it again. There is nothing wrong with polyamory. And if you want to raise children in a polycule environment that's full of love and many adults taking care of those children, there is nothing wrong with that. This this whole, like, the way she's explaining the story kind of makes you feel like she's more embarrassed than jealous. Kind of like she doesn't want to be known as the woman who was married to the guy that's in everyone's mind is now just going around sucking and fucking everybody. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. You know, how, how could Cheryl not have seen that? Or what did she do to drive him to this point? Like that kind of shit. Like, Oh, I can't show my face at the country club. Cause you know, I, I divorced Bob and now he's sleeping with Mike. So I got yeah. a bad mouth and to make me seem like I'm the normal one. There, yeah. I just think that there's a difference between a, a co-parent doing some shit that you wouldn't do and that you don't like versus something that is harmful to your children. You may not approve of the way he's living his life, but is it, and we don't know, you know, but it doesn't, to me, it does not sound like he's throwing orgies with mountains of cocaine and the kids are right there chilling. 
Had I not had a recent orgy title, Cocaine Orgy also could have been a title. (laughs) (laughs) Sad Orgy was a title just a couple of weeks ago, so don't want to go to that well too often. Any opinion on the matter? You was kind of quiet on that one? No. I think you got all the way down beautiful. (laughs) Fair enough. Yes, you're an asshole. Uh, Just in case that wasn't clear. You're a fucking asshole. And, uh, Anyway, your child is just, you know, just get educated. Just get educated. I don't know anything about polyamory. You know how quickly you could find out something in the time that you wrote this fucking Reddit post. You could have done that, some research. On that same damn Reddit you just was posting on, you could have just w- t- typed in r slash poly. Probably a whole thing there. Is it r slash poly? Now we gotta know. So the other tell the <laughs> other tell is when she said, My ex-husband said he was trying out polyamory. Like she's diminishing it. Like this is he's having a, a a rumspringer after their divorce. Like he's, oh, wow. he's with dudes. He with multiple people. Like maybe this is why y'all not together. Every it's R slash poly. It's R slash polyamory. If you're wondering, if you want to get your, if you want to go visit that group, R slash polyamory. If you want to go to that subreddit. The <sighs> thing, the thing that is wrong about polyamory is that is it is illegal. <laughs> if you feel, if you, if you don't want to be a lawbreaker, I understand. If you want to marry multiple people, but there's no law that says that grown people cannot commit to multiple relationships with other grown people. Polygyny is illegal, I should say. Yeah. Big love is illegal, not yeah. loving big. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and again, I go back to the hypocrisy shit. If as, as long as it's not like 13 year old girls being forced. To marry 65-year-old men, if it's consenting adults, why does anybody care if multiple people want to marry each other? See how easy that was? Also, I knew you knocked that question out. That was so easy. <laughs> I, and I didn't even go, I didn't go thumbing for that particular question. I was just like, well, that seems like a good one. Let's let me get that one on the mic. So yeah, go. many opinions. Breezy. I watched Great British Bake Off because I make a show about Great British Bake Off. I watched Andor. That show is real good. You should probably be watching that if you fuck Star Wars. A lot of people are not watching it. Let me tell you something. It's some of the best stuff Star Wars has produced. That's what the people are saying. You should be watching Andor. I watched the first episode, but I haven't made it further than that yet. That first episode is kind of boring. Promise you that. If you can give it that first three, because they released three at once, you get to that first three, you're going to be flowing. It gets so good. Well, it's like the whole thing's out now, isn't it? No, it's a 12 episode series. Oh shit. Yeah, yeah, there's more. They're they're doing 12 12 per and it's already got two two seasons guaranteed. So mm. at least gonna have 24 episodes of Andor, if I'm not mistaken. So you should be good to go. Uh I beat Deathloop on Xbox. I'd already beat it on PlayStation, but this time I beat it a different way. And now I gotta go back and beat it the other way so I can have both I can I can say I did it both ways. But that what that it had a way cool ass ending when you uh don't shoot Man, Juliana. You poly, you poly Deathloop? <laughs> <laughs> I love that game. I love that game so fucking much, bro. And, I, and the fact that I went through it again, I just love arcane games. They make amazing fucking products. Uh, Christopher Moore had a new book out uh, called Razzmatazz. It's a sequel to his uh, one book, Noir. And I went through that book in a day and some change. Not even a day. I can't even say a day and a half. I went right through that book. I love the story. <laughs> And those characters, and I love that he makes sequels to the books, because sometimes I'm like, ooh, give me some more of that. And he wrapped up the world of that whole world with a nice, neat bow. Uh, Noir 
and uh, Razzmatazz. I would tell you to read both those if you're into just some weird comic good times to be had there. Takes place in the at post post war San Francisco, so the language might uh, might bother you. But he actually, literally at the beginning of the book of Razzmatazz, says, "I'm gonna give you straight up a trigger warning." Attitudes and the way people talk in this book are based in post war uh, and stuff like that. There, he never says anything too reckless, but every now and again, it's a little <clears throat> bit of language. You're like, "Yeah, we wouldn't say that today." So that that's that's why I would, that's why I would tell you I give you that warning. But you know what I'm saying he he never he never said you know he never he never pulls a Stephen King as Ed would say. I was literally just about to say, is he dropping some Charlies or is he dropping some Stephen Kings? Nope, nope, no. Nah, so none none of that. So you, you don't have to you don't have to worry about that. You know uh, what? I I kind of came um I, I kind of came to um came to peace with uh, Stephen King. I, I just think of it as like um, especially how things are now. He's just showing the real America, buddy. For sure, for sure. And I and I and I don't knock it. I'm, but like I said, I like I like uh I love Christopher like Moore's writing. No. <laughs> no, I love Christopher Moore's writing style. And I always tell people if you want to if you want to give Christopher Moore just a little bit of a go. Check out Lamb. Uh, <laughs> it's like such a good book, and it's such a good title. Lamb, Lamb. What is Lamb's full title? Let me see. I, can, I want you. I want you to give you Lamb's full title because it's such a, a funny title. Uh, I actually need to write Christopher. Was it like, like ladies and men boning? Christopher. <laughs> <laughs> it is Lamb, the Gospel According to Biff. Biff. Yeah, Biff. Christ Childhood Pal. That, that so, is a good book. So you got you got to imagine Jesus having a best friend who's just a knucklehead hanging out with him all the time, and and so that's the perspective you get. You get you get the story of Jesus from uh, Jesus' buddy, and it's so good. It's such a fun book. And if you like, said if I, I think if you if you get down with Lamb and you end up like thinking I like this that book, all of Christopher Morris' book are are funny in that way and interesting in that way, and I think you'd have a good time with it. So that's what's up with that. Everybody else, anybody else, what you've been watching, reading, doing, listening to, so forth and so on. Has this Rihanna song come out yet? No, it's not Midnight. midnight. <laughs> uh, reboot on Hulu. I heard, yeah, I heard you talk about that. What's up with that show? They were throwing ads at me every, like, I don't get commercials on Hulu anymore, but every time I would open up Hulu, it was like, reboot, 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 reboot. Um, it's really, really, really good. Really good. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Judy Greer, Paul Reiser, uh, Rachel Bloom. It's a show about, so like Paul Reiser is the showrunner of this popular show from the 90s or the 00s or whatever. And his, Rachel Bloom plays his daughter who wants to reboot the show. And it's like semi-autobiographical um, sitcom about a guy being divorced and his family. And she's his real life daughter. And he like wrote her out of the original show. So she wants to reboot it and like put, put it like the real story. And it. it's so good. Oh, Johnny Knoxville is in it too. It's really I saw a commercial for that because yeah. I pulled up Hulu and I watched like the new predator movie. And uh, I think that's what I watched Ghostbusters on. And like when I when I had the Predator movie on, they ran the ad for that. It's good. Hey, anything it's with good talented show. character actors Judy Greer in, I'm in. I I've loved her from the first time I've ever seen her. And like Paul Reiser is just, he's terrible and awful and hilarious and <laughs> all the good stuff. Right on. All right. I would definitely give that a go. Anything else? 
I mean, Love is Blind, but I know y'all don't really do that. What is that? It's a, it's Netflix, a Netflix show. Yeah, it's like a dating show where they, they're they in these like pods where they can't see the other people. They're, and so it's like 25 people and they all kind of like date each other until they start narrowing down the people. And so they have to propose before they actually physically see each other. And then they meet and then they go outside and live together for another like six weeks or something like that before they have to have an actual wedding and decide whether or not they're going to stay married. Or is actually any people, get married. Is anybody in this these booths ugly at all? I would not necessarily say anybody was ugly, but there's definitely been people who have like a non-traditional body type, let's say, or like um just I you know, I feel like everyone that they put on TV is relatively attractive to someone. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's full of like models. I think it's like slightly above average regular looking people to like very average regular looking people but it's people who have issues being partnered because like i only fall for this type of person based on looks so they're trying to like take that part of it away and see if they can truly connect with people Mm -hmm. like on a personal level and then the you know is love blind are we gonna make it once we can see each other. And and the premise is great. It's hosted by um Nick and Vanessa Lachey. But now in its third <laughs> season. <laughs> yes. Give me just one night. Um so but now that it's in its third season, you know, every third season I feel like reality TV kind of jumps the shark. And so the producers <clears throat> have put the most unmarriable people in this shit and and it gets super messy when they all meet each other because then it's like the people that you had a previous connection with in the pods you meet them and they're now partnered with somebody else so it's like in certain situations it's like oh my first choice the first person I proposed to who said no to me is now here with her dude so it can get real messy hmm well, look, I might not watch, but that shit sound pretty interesting. So you listen down with that. That's on. You said that's on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see, I be every now and again. I Vanessa will, when it comes around. Vanessa will watch the Circle. <clears throat> I didn't finish own, this last season, but the Circle used to be my jam too. Which, which is his own brand of you know people, but that's when that's when they faking jacks. But the Mole is also back on Netflix right now, yeah. and it is very well shot. Like I hadn't seen the Mole since it was on ABC back in the day, but. It is a. I'm like y'all pulled the 4K cameras out on that one with this one shooting all these cinematic angles. I've been thinking Netflix, about checking man. it out. Netflix sometimes is worth it. The the however much I pay for it, and I'm about to, have to pay more because my mama used my Netflix, and they gonna know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but Same. you you give me. I think I think they said it's like two or three dollars. I'm like, yeah, I'll gladly pay you two or three more dollars to let my mama safely use my Netflix. Mm-hmm. You were good to go. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what's up, uh, Vox Man. What? Well, you said you watched Ghostbusters. You watched. The, what did you think of Prey? I, everybody, everybody who critically it is well received. What? What did you think of it? Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, <clears throat> it the alien felt like. I mean, sorry, the predator felt like he was kind of like. Not he was a predator, but he wasn't like a full fledged like leveled up predator. He felt like kind of mm-hmm. like an newbie predator. So it gave the movie a little more of an even keel, like an even battle kind of feel to it in some ways. Um, do I think it was like iconic in any way? Like, no, but I'm not Native American. So, like, I'm just a white dude. So, you know, I'm, 
I don't have the same kind of like representation feel that like some people might have for it, but yeah. as a movie itself, pretty solid. Um, let's see what else. I, I watched. I finished season one of Chucky. I, I imagine I, I mentioned that last week, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't what think do I watched. I enjoy it. It's not like amazing, but it's it's not terrible. It's like it's scary, but kind of campy. I, I love a um I love a campy scary movie. Um Basket Case is like one of my favorite movies of all time. And um if we're talking about Canopy again, Troll 2 was on Canopy, so you can watch that. But I, I watched the the first uh, episode of um of Chucky. I thought it was like I think I watched two episodes, but uh, I thought it was okay. Um I just got like to the point where like the where Chucky killed the dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah, season like, two. Season two started a couple weeks ago. Um, it's not on Peacock yet, but like I think they have it available on the USA Network app. Mm-hmm. So like I'm I'm probably gonna I might even go watch that when we're done with this. Um, okay. Since I'm still have a couple days of my vacation left, I will have to get up for work in the morning. You know? Excellent. I uh, I watched. Um, well, I'm current on uh, Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus. Oh, nice. I don't I don't know that one. It's uh they start they the, last year they had a they turned it into a show, yeah. so like this is season two now. Okay, um, not bad. Um, there's some cameos in the, in the first like in these two seasons from like the original Mighty Ducks, but it's like you know new crop of kids, same story, picked on, not you know whatever they come together somehow they figure out a way to beat people who actually play hockey, things happen. It's, I, I I know I'm doing a poor job of explaining it, but. I would recommend it to people who like like if you like the '90s Mighty Ducks movies, you'll probably enjoy this. I no, did watch um, Werewolf by Midnight the other day. Yeah, it looks good. I have not watched it yet. What'd you think? I well, I didn't know what I was getting into because I don't know shit about it. Okay, but having watched it, it was an okay like forty-five minute sit down. It was enjoyable. Don't know if it matters for anything. Don't yeah. know if it's going anywhere. Don't know what it was like. Like just for what it was, it was an okay watch. I would say give it a go. Did you see the Ant Man trailer? I did. What do you think? I think um, I find it interesting how Marvel just gives away shit in the trailer. Like like a lot of people have some inferences based on the comic book source material and stuff, but like. The, the big thing going into the new Black Panther movie was just like, oh, man, who's the new Black Panther going to be? And then the first trailer didn't really show you nothing. And then in this last trailer, they're just like, oh, it's her. <laughs> so it's like, oh, cool. You know, all the all the months of waiting, and we're almost here, and you're just, like, giving it away for free. Now, you know, like, with, um, with the, the trailer, with like, you're talking about, it's like, oh, there's, you know, fucking the main villain right there in the trailer. No wondering, like, he's just, he's there. He's right there. You see what he looks like. Yeah, but they set him up. They set him up for this this run at the end of Loki. So I already know what the deal is with him. That is your that is your next Thanos. That yeah. is your next big bad in the Marvel universe. I know, so. but it's like we all we all know he's going to be in the movie. But don't put it in the fucking trailer. Like, just <laughs> let me see it when it comes up on the screen when I pay. Mm-hmm. You know, Bruh. that's that's been my beef with a lot of this lately. It's just like you're giving too much shit away in the trailer. Like, leave me a little something to get excited about when I'm in the movie. Like the CGI is all well and good, 
But like, I want surprises still. I don't need you fucking rolling out Professor Xavier's wheelchair in the middle of the fucking first trailer. Like, keep that shit to yourself. <laughs> a, a, a fair point. Also, Marvel does have a habit of just straight up lying in all their trailers. Be just these the stuff in that trailer that you're like, that was uh, never in that movie. Or like, or like, like the Spider-Man one where like. They had the scene of him flying at three random villains who were pointing in different directions. <laughs> <laughs> like, buddy, we know, we know, yeah. So that that that, like I say, I'm just saying, don't don't always know that, don't think that you know, because sometimes you don't. But you saw, so, you I'm have a, a, an educated guess for sure. I'm very excited for Quantum Mania. Uh, Quantum Quantum Mania. I don't really get down with old Bird no more because she was a, she was one of them super anti-vaxxers, but I don't know. I gotta, I gotta let it go. I gotta allow people to want to. If you want to die, then die. <laughs> I, I can't be mad about you for that. But if you gotta keep your mouth shut. Don't be out there putting other people on blast trying to make them die. So Evangeline Libby, if you're wondering, I'm saying who plays a uh, wasp? Is who oh, I think you're talking about the chick from Black Panther. Sure, oh, yeah, her too. <laughs> yeah, I'm all sure. <laughs> <laughs> her, yeah, Leticia. She was trying to fuck up the church's money. I didn't know she was British. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, yeah. No, nah, man, all these motherfuckers should be coming through with a decent-ass American accent. I'm just like, oh, shit. You I'm going to be honest. I just assume that like most of the successful black actors in a lot of these movies are British. Yeah, they don't be giving a, a black American actors no work. They just be, sent, they be outsourcing it to England. <sighs> They're good at it. Well, like, don't a lot of a lot of the actors come up in like the play circuit in the U.K.? Yeah, from the theater. From the theater. The theater, and they're well-trained, and I, got, I can't lie to you. It's a... Uh, it's it's probably not not a one amongst them that's not a really damn fine actor. Exactly. So I can't be mad at him. You got a goddamn great actor. Your boy Erdris. <laughs> <laughs> Idris. I know, but Box kept calling him Erdris last week and it just sounded like an old <laughs> black woman and oh. made me laugh so hard. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me now that I'm here. Zendaya, friends. D- did I say Zendaya? Y'all be saying oh, Zendaya. I'm sorry, Zendaya. Let me get. I, I will gladly always try to pronounce her name right. And my apologies if you've ever heard this and were offended by my mispronunciation. I, I heard. I hear you, and I'm gonna try. <laughs> so that's all I ask. But but I, I can. All I can say is it's not on purpose. I know. And I was like, <laughs> just yelling at my phone like Zendaya, Zendaya, Zendaya. I'm Usually I'm pretty good with that kind of stuff, but you know I'm I'm not perfect. It's also okay. not a name that we hear pronounced very much. We're always just reading it. You are mm-hmm. correct. I don't know. Ant Man, what have you been watching or playing or reading or writing or so forth? Um, I've been playing um Street to Rage for survival mode a lot because like um, every six days it's a new um like level or weekly sim. Yeah. Um, I've been I finished Raising Canaan season okay. two. I finished BMF season one. Like I I've been like I have stars, so I might as well watch the shit that comes on there. Um, <laughs> what else would I um? I started a book. Let me pull it up real quick because I got the Libby app and I'll be listening to uh, books. Did you have any interest in watching that Barney documentary on Peacock? I, I, yes, I do. I seen that Derek, uh, like, I seen like a, a clip on Instagram or something like that where Derek, after he left Barney, started being a gangster. I was like, I gotta watch this shit. <laughs> um, so, um, the book I'm listening to currently right now is called Fleshman is in Trouble 
which um, is going to be a show on FX pretty soon with um, with the um, the poor man's Michael Cera as uh, T used to call him, and it's always making me upset. Like, man, he is not the poor man's Michael Cera. <laughs> Who is it? Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Like because I love love Michael Sarah. Like and I just feel like they're they're just two different kind of people. But hey, that's a whole nother story. Um like I said earlier in the show, I watched uh, just today like um an, another documentary about um the the child murders in Atlanta. I watched uh this other documentary about toys. Um I've been watching the Life and Times of Tim again on um, HBO Max. Man, I love that show. Um, oh, and I finished Young um, Sheldon's uh, whatever season was um, like season five or whatever. Um, like that is like my most passive watch. Like I watch it, but then I don't be watching it. <laughs> I just be throwing that bad boy on. And of course, like um, you know, Abbott Elementary, um, Caught Up on Atlanta. Um. Oh yeah, and I, I went on a um a hunt the other day, um to find Mad uh, Mad Monster Party, um a ranking the bass special so I can watch that with the boys this weekend, uh, before uh before Halloween, and because like I wanted to buy from like Amazon or something so I can get it quick, and everybody was like, uh, no, you can get that bad boy November second. I was like, oh, so. <laughs> Um, I made sure, like I, I called um, around to to the exchange, and they had one in the steel yard. So I got it, and hopefully we can watch it this weekend. <laughs> so you put on that bulletproof vest and you took a ride. <laughs> <laughs> Jules Bass of Rankin Bass just passed away two days ago. Yeah, eighty-seven that, years that, old. That's what really made me want to get it. Like uh, yeah. six dollars is an unbeatable price. Well, there. We, we have we have given to you a show. We do it every week. It's uh, pretty good. I like to say I like to think we are pretty good at what we do. Uh, we like to share it with you. Uh, housekeeping as always. Please rate, review, subscribe, and share the show wherever possible. Basically, that means you can go give us some stars on Spotify. You can give us stars and write a review on Apple Podcasts. You can write us a review on Stitcher. Though I have no idea how to get to it. If you did, well, if you do it on Stitcher, you have to do it from the website and not the app. Which is just, come on, who's doing that? But if you did that for me and you thought, hey, I did that and you want to let me know you did that, hey, that'd be great. Uh, please give a subscription. Give, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us over on Twitter. Uh, if you want to support the show financially and got a few bucks starts away, uh, you can join us over on Patreon where members at the $5 and above tier get extra content each month and early access to new shows. We have merch available over at tpublic.com. Slash user says, stay scratchy milk, all one word. Stickers, it's notebooks, it's shirts, and so forth. So it's all kinds of good stuff over there. Go go over there and go buy yourself something. Enjoy. They always look, they got sales all the time. If it ain't on sale today, go back tomorrow and you all of a sudden it'll be 35% off. It's ridiculous. How's T Public in business? Strange situation. Uh feel free to give us a call. 216-264-6311. That's 216-264-6311. We would certainly love to hear from you. Uh this is our guest. Her name is Nick Jude. 
Hi. She host. She hosts. Uh, uh, what's the tea every week? And uh, well, most most weeks. I'm saying. I'm saying. Sometimes things things happen. <laughs> almost sometimes every week. Happen. There you go. Almost every week. Uh, it's a delight. I. I. It, it. It. downloads on every every device I have that downloads my guest, but I actually only listen to it on Spotify. And that's just because I'm always trying to show people love on Spotify, so their numbers is uh looking good. So one day Spotify can come through at the back. But she also a co-host with us. Crimpus is It's a great British Bakeoff podcast. I pr- I promise you, I, it, it's weird to say this. I listen to my show about that shit. I do too. <laughs> I, I, and 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 it's 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 because one, it's 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 a reasonably short show, but I like to go get. I like to when we're doing it, we're doing it, and so then I go back and I listen. I'll be catching little jokes. I'll be catching little bits and stuff that I didn't get when we were in the midst of making it because we were making it. It's a damn good show. I think we do really good work every week, and I promise you, I think it's well worth you listening to. And the numbers are, are the numbers look good. I'm not saying we're 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 we famous, but I always like to check, and I'm like, good. That makes you feel good. So uh, I feel go like get down the Dan, the Dan bump on the show. I think Dan. Needs to be on <laughs> but I got to start making Dan start watching a, a bake off and <laughs> <laughs> start forcing his hand. I but, mean, I, I love cooking shows. I just I've never watched it. Yeah, I, I would a lot less sassy. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. I, I, I would, I would, I would honestly gotta tell you, especially because you're on vacation and you could be caught up in like that. Give uh, this season a watch. New episode comes out. Uh, it's probably out right now. As a fact, <laughs> don't have it's, Netflix right now. <laughs> I mean, all these things to be worked around, sir. Worry not. <laughs> so <laughs> that is what's up. Uh, <laughs> I think I got everything, Nick. Uh, do you want the people to follow you anywhere? Or are you uh, are, are you like sure? Nah, if bother. you'd like, you can follow me on Twitter and I C J U Instagram. It's Nick the Jew. Um, that's about the only places I am on the internet. Very good, very good. Nick's a good follow people. Just constantly, uh, constantly out there, uh, either tweeting or retweeting some good shit into your feed and into your life. And you need that. I'm saying I tell people all the time: keep your keep your feed kind of honed to a fine point. And you ain't really got to worry about too much of the nonsense. That's why I never see Kanye shit. I, I, I had to learn about Kanye <laughs> through weird things. Like ESPN posted an article about Kanye today. And I'm like, what is that about? I don't come here for that, sir. <laughs> 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 Our missing man is the real ODP. He should be back next week. We are, we are hopeful for that. But again, you should hear him in this very show. Uh, it happened earlier. He ate some cookies. It was a good time to have by some. I guarantee you his wife is going to hate those cookies. Guarantee it. <laughs> guarantee. I guarantee it. That's I guarantee. <laughs> I think you should put a bet on it. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to bet? Cookies? Okay. That's all if, I got, man. If she likes it, then um, you have to put out an extra sh- uh, put out an extra show sometime. Like uh, or sing a song or something. I don't know. Mm. Of sixpence, Pocketville of Rye? Anyway, that guy you just heard was stayed on two one six. Barely. <laughs> Most days. <laughs> uh, that's Lunchbox two zero nine nine. That is a correct assessment. Just my man's. I am the internet zero seven thirteen. You've just been podcast too, and I know you loved it. We will catch you next time. Peace. Hey, what happened to you? You used to be beautiful.